Gonna Go Pizza presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. So I'm a little upset. Oh, dear. Oh, I'm a dear. little upset because... We didn't, we didn't get a gentleman today. No, we, no. We got a... He's so upset. No, I'm a little upset. I'm upset. Oh, I'm my upset goodness. with a member of this show, actually. Oh, my heavens. See, here's the thing. There are certain people in life that are... They have ability to do pretty much anything. They're just good at stuff. You know okay. Phew. I, mean? I thought you were talking about me for a second. They're, they're oh, good at stuff. What did Jesse do wrong? They're good at stuff. <laughs> and what bugs me is that, you know, uh, like, I have to work at stuff. And even then, I'm just just passing by the skin of my teeth. Okay. So I've been playing trampoline dodgeball for about three years. All right? Three years I've been playing this. Yeah. And I worked my tail off to get good at it. I, I couldn't throw properly. I wasn't getting out of the way of balls. And now I'm just okay. I'm just okay. You're you're, But you're a contributor. You're I'm a, a contributor. role player. I'm a role player. I'm third line at best. Adam's downplaying his skills. So Adam's pretty damn good. So... Last night, Adam's got the eye of the tiger when he plays sports, yeah. right? It's scary, it's, right? It's, <laughs> yeah, definitely scary. Last Adam's night intense. <laughs> at six thirty, when our game is at eight, I say to Jesse, "Listen, we need a we need a sub for our trampoline dodgeball league. Do you think you could come?" And he's like, "Well, I'd have to get shorts, whatever." I'm like, ah, "I'll drive you home and I'll and and we'll go." I have uh, to miss basketball. He missed basketball usually Monday night to come wow. to tramp dodgeball. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know who wasn't really doing anything? It was uh, the guy who's not 6'5". But, I mean, you know, <laughs> you invite well, Jesse. Well, that's the guy who lives here in yeah, Toronto. Yeah. If you live oh, downtown, if you live three hours away, maybe we can invite you. There's <laughs> okay. no way you'd have made it on time. Is the game at midnight? Maybe that's yeah, enough time Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's, that's when the 401 finally clears. <laughs> I just want to be invited to things. I would love for you to come. Yeah, but you, you, live in, you live in another city, literally. You have to plan a yeah. whole day around it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you're a you're a Maple Leafs fan who doesn't live in Toronto. I'd be writing postcards to Mrs. Dangle, dearest Dassel. Stop. <laughs> I'm halfway to trampoline dodgeball. Stop. Send food rations. Stop. <laughs> Running out of fresh water. I'm growing weary in the winter. Um. So you don't know we go, and Jesse. You know, I kind of gave him the the rundown of the rules, and they gave him a better rundown when we get there. Dodgeball, but with jumping. So dodgeball is pretty straightforward. You guys know how to play. You know that it catches an out, right? Yes. Okay. So I think it was the second game in. Okay. We're on, we are literally on our last legs. It's Jesse and another person left in. And we're, we're, we're not, it was not a, it was not a good particular, like not a good round, right? Because the, the, the matches last um, half an hour, uh, depending upon how many games you get oh in. Oh my God. Yeah. We played for, <laughs> by the way, two straight hours last night, four matches. But this, how are you standing? This particular oh, half not. hour match, um, you know, there's little sets in between. So they're like mini, they're the games. Yeah. And I'm not standing. I'm sitting. I know, I'm an idiot. Uh, that's how <laughs> oh, I'm doing it. Jesse got me two coffee. Well, Adam got me a coffee and Jesse got me a coffee. And I'm going to need both, apparently. <laughs> so producer Jesse is out there playing his first game. Already, already, he has a way better throw than I could ever hope to have. He scored four goals in his first game. He scored. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Four points in this game. Here's what happened. You ready? Okay. He throws, hits a person. They throw. Somebody throws right back at him as soon as he lets it go. They're throwing at him. He catches. With his teeth. Dodges another, throws the one he has, gets an out, and as he's falling, catches another. Within five effing seconds. It was like we were down six to two, six people to two, and he evened it like that and won the game. It was the craziest thing I've ever, like, I wish I had it on camera so you could see it. It was one of those unbelievable, I've been playing dodgeball for three years, like I said, 
every single week. I have never seen See, anything like that. I don't. I don't play dodgeball the right way. Because I don't dodge the ball. I just try and catch them all, and eventually I get lucky and I make a nice catch. Because you're a team player, and as I just learned, Adam is apparently not. <laughs> Adam's really good at dodging the ball, which is the point of the game. And right. I'm not good at that because I'm too big and I have too many limbs. But he sounds really frustrated at your success in this game. <laughs> Jesse, whose team were you on? I was on Adam's That's team. That's right, yeah. I mean, shouldn't you be happy? I should. You should be congratulating yourself. You're the one who brought this guy. I should. But as a true Montreal Canadiens fan, as I've known <laughs> me, I turn on my own team. Did you notice that our Reddit page, the, the picture in yes. the corner is you in a hamster? <laughs> I yeah. did, Jesse. Thank you. With the yeah, Quebec flag that. behind you? That's, who that's did our that? Listeners, um, our listeners can do that? Yeah, Fritza, oh, yeah. who's one of our, How do you, like, what? Our, our Reddit admin guy. We have a Reddit admin guy? Yeah. Dude, who's not us? Yeah. For, oh, for yeah. such a small subreddit, we actually have like a really well upkept yep. <laughs> Reddit page. Well, thank you for doing that. I'm not the one posting the the links to the shows and all that. Really? That's Dude, I post like one link a month. I yeah. thought it was you. <laughs> no, no. It's not me at oh, all. What? Who is this person? Fritza? I, I it's, a, it's a few people. I'm not saying his name wrong. It's a few people. Thank Frieza? you. Yeah, that's it's, amazing. It's a couple guys. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, yeah. th- thank you. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Wow. I that's... have a question off of off of your dodge trampoline ball dodgeball story. thing. Um, if if LeBron James played hockey from the age of three, is he better than Crosby at this age? Does oh. does just natural athleticism translate over to any sport? I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think it absolutely does because I don't have any, and Jesse does. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse walked in last night and was instantly better than me. Ho- I, I, hockey is so different, though, because of the skating. The skating is the huge X factor, but right? If LeBron knows how to skate, yeah. right? If you're saying from the age of six, I mean, geez, there's a few guys. You, well, I mean, you see JJ Watt on skates, and you're like, okay, it's. If you're in the NHL, you're happy that he dropped hockey (laughs) at a certain age. Because, I mean, who are you scared of? You're afraid of Bufflin? Mm -hmm. You're afraid of Chara? Well, used to be anyway. I still wouldn't want to Big guys who know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. No, of course not. But big guys who know what they're doing. There's there's a bunch of big guys in the league, not that many who know what they're doing. If you put J.J. Watt on skates, if you put LeBron James on skates, that's, that's terrifying. Bryce Harper. Yeah, Bryce Harper Bryce is Harper, a you think? beast. Because here's the is thing. he a big guy? Well, he's a beast in in what he. Is. I think he's probably my height, maybe just a little. He's just bit one high. of those. Athletes. He's probably like six four, maybe with six one six two. But he's and I'm not six one six two. He's five eleven to six one. I would guess. I don't know. But what's amazing about Bryce Harper is a he works out like a freaking animal. B his hand eye coordination, which is key if you want to handle a puck in hockey, yeah, is yeah, unreal. Yeah. And Bryce he's got Harper great six two. Six two. Yeah. So he's not he's not an obscenely tall man. You know what we need more of? Novelty game shows where we get to pit <laughs> athletes of certain sports against other athletes of other sports. Like a Spike TV thing called like Pros versus Joes yeah. or something? Yeah. That's yeah. a great show. Yeah, Didn't Wayne Gretzky have to race? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who and did Claude he race? You had to do something too. Like, yeah. yeah, it was some sort of Come game. On. Well, you, you've been to like the ping pong tournament where all the hockey players yeah, play ping pong. They're yeah. naturally good at that because they they're just athletes. They are. It's incredible. They are. Um, and it's weird, the guys who are good at it, because... You kind of wonder how did you get so good? Mm-hmm. Because that's Dominic Moore's event, right? Yeah, and he's one of the really good guys. Alex Burroughs is really good. Patrick Eves has won it two or three years in a row. Huh. Um, so everyone who plays is just naturally at least decent. But the guys who are really good, you're like, yo, you could compete. Patrick <laughs> Eves could leave hockey if ping pong paid money. I don't right. know if it does, and like do well on the ping pong circuit. Yeah, that's a good player. 
And you see him, he's just this jacked man Have you with seen a giant Olympic lumberjack beard. Though? Yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. He's not there, is he? Mm. No, he's not quite there. He's not like Forrest Gump. But crazy. he hasn't been training at it since he was three. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. All right, fair enough. Fair I think enough. Crosby would make a pretty good running back in the NFL. Yeah. Start from small. day one. He definitely, you know what? CFL legend. Hmm. He's too CFL small. CFL legend. Crit. <laughs> too, yes. too small. Too small? Yeah. Pinball yeah, Clemens. Pinball Crosby. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> man, that's, he I might, think that's a pretty good assessment. Wow, man, I'm sorry. He might make, he might make 75 grand. <laughs> <laughs> like think of all the things he could get with at his peak. At his peak, <laughs> yo, we just signed Crosby to a five-year, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars contract. What? Uh, he's getting paid way too much. Let's go Rough Riders. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> riders, Riders. There's only eight teams, and we've only won four times in hundred years. Woo! You know what's amazing? We've gone this long without talking about the Gong Show that was. Lee's I Flames. know. You know what? And Jesse, I and That's I incredible. missed it, but I kept calling what? out. What? Well, because we're, we're at dodgeball. Oh, right. Okay. Well, let me let me tell you. I kept calling out the the thing, the score at the game, and people would be like, "Yeah, eh. I they was didn't like, care. Eh? F you guys. F oh, all I don't of you. think people know that you should start caring about the Leafs again. Well, no, because we <laughs> it's were talking. True. Yeah, we were talking to the team last night, the dodgeball team, and I was like, "No, this team's gonna make the playoffs." They're yeah. like, "Yeah, we'll see." I don't, like all the people who think that they're experts or whatever. Yeah. The, the the takes were hot. The general mm-hmm. public doesn't know how good we are. I think it's weird. The Leafs, Blue Jays, and Raptors, like, are they all on level playing field now? Like, because how many no, people no, tuned no. into the Raptors playoff run no. and were just like, hey, they're good again. Sweet. Who's this Biombo guy? I love him. Well, they've been making the playoffs for like three years, though, right? Three, mm-hmm. four years. So it, Yeah, but mm, they no one really cared. The first year they did. Not as much as last year. Which I guess makes sense. They made the yeah. third round. Because we went yeah. around. And yeah. that was the big thing. Yeah. And then they won a second round, which they'd never done. Mm-hmm. Ever. In yep. the team's history. Yep. Which was a big deal. I think I think you're right. I think the first time they went to the playoffs against Brooklyn, where it was a surprise, and Kyle Lowry was going to be traded. He gets, gets in front of a crowd and goes, F Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was great. Best money he's ever spent. The next year when they played the Warriors. <laughs> was it the Warriors? No. no, no, no. Oh no, that's the Warriors. Um, um, Washington, uh, Washington, Washington Wizards. Yeah, yeah and they, and Paul Pierce was like, nothing about the Raptors scares me, and, and he turned out to be right. Yeah. Damn it. Um, but then they retool the next year, and they come back, and they actually get that monkey off their back, and they win a really tough series with Indiana. I believe they won was, two, right? two really yeah. tough series. Yeah, and and I mean, take the they were two wins away from the NBA championship series, right? Like that's where they would have been murdered. Yes, but, but who hey, cares? But hey, um, <laughs> the point the point is, yeah, I think I don't think the Leafs are at the Jays. Raptors level yet. It's like you yeah, have to be agreed. like Raptors were second place in the first place in the conference, second place in second, the conference. Second, second. Cleveland's behind first. Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the Leafs are not there. And you know what? The Jays might have taken a step back this year. I actually think with the moves they've made this offseason, I I mean, who who the hell knows? Baseball's dumb though. But Kendrick, yeah, Kendrick <laughs> so Morales. Never know. <laughs> Kendrick Morales could could, you know, hit out of his mind, but he's slow as a like as a rock. And then you've got Batista who's got question marks, and Donaldson who's amazing. So I don't know what the Jays are anymore. They'll be in there. They'll, sure. They'll be in there. Sure. Competitive. Competitive. Um, I just, I feel like they're on level playing field, but then the second game one of the playoffs starts, should the Leafs make it that far? Oh, oh, everyone will go nuts. Mm-hmm. No matter who it's against. And by the way, it's like, let's say they make it. It's looking likely. Okay. If it's a wild card spot, they might get Montreal, which would be Amazing. Which should have happened until they drove off a cliff a couple years ago. If it's an Atlantic spot, it looks very likely that it'll be Ottawa, which people will get jacked for. 
or outside chance Boston. When we when we played the last time we played Ottawa, um, which was Saturday. Yes. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm brain dead. One thing I you know I tweeted was I'm so you know I I hated losing hated losing like that yeah but wasn't it great to see the Battle of Ontario back it's back oh it's fully back it's back yeah. and 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 the Montreal Toronto thing is going to come back it isn't there yet but it's going to come back I think they've all been one goal losses right or there might have been yeah. an empty netter in one there, of them there, there isn't the hate with against Montreal yet it's perfect that yeah. Phaneuf is on Ottawa too. Oh, yeah, we yeah. have a guy we can poke at and be like, "I hate you," because <laughs> Eric Carlson. Eh. Yeah, yeah, you like, you like Eric. Yeah. Carlson. He didn't hit Tucker from behind. No, no. I, I don't hate him. He looks like a musketeer too. How do you not like that? No. Yeah, I like him. Sure. I'd buy I'd buy shampoo off him. <laughs> My fiance is obsessed with him and his fiance. She just basically searches their Instagram every day and creeps their stuff. Does she write goals on their Instagram? Uh, no, page? no, but she should. No, she also doesn't write. Uh, what, what did you write on Austin Matthews? I don't know what you're talking about. Something daddy? <laughs> it was, uh, I think it was just Poppy. Poppy. Her, her, her da- daddy. <laughs> it was daddy with an I. Daddy, oh, daddy. I, which is weird. Supposedly man. one of his nicknames is Poppy. Oh, really? Okay. So oh, you want to switch it up? You want to know what happened? Yeah, so tell me about the Leafs game, which I've seen the highlights and read all the articles for. All right, now I'm trying to, yeah, okay. Well, then, damn it, Adam. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I did my homework, is my point. The first period was boring. It was boring, for sure. Mm -hmm. Until with less than 90 seconds to go in the period, I think, Nikita Zaitsev puts it on. Mitch Marner, with a perfect, like, Joe Pavelski-like tip uh, in front, puts the Leafs up 1-0. Right in the middle of Marn's barn. No right, less. Right in the middle of Marn's barn. And by the way, by the end of the game, I believe he overthrows Austin Matthews for the he rookie does, scoring yeah. lead. He does. Just nuts. Which Holder. I want to get to. Which I want to get Holder. to. Sure, 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 sure. See. Mm. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, then Kadri scores a goal. Oh, this goal. Matthews is on the ice. Manages to fling it up ice anyway. As he's falling. As he's falling. Nylander, falling onto the ice, just manages to... Eh, over eh, to Kadri. Just a little poke over to Kadri. And Kadri with a wicked shot that Brian Elliott totally should have stopped because Brian <laughs> Elliott is bad. That's what I thought, too. Oy. And, oh, there's the screen. There's the... Mm, mm. Mm. You got to stop that there, Brian. And uh, Leafs are like Brian, his boss. Oh, you got to... You know, we signed this guy in the off season, and y- you know what? I- I'm going to let my son talk about this. Th- thanks, Dad. So, anyway, the Department of Player Safety, Brian and Patrick Burke. Yes, everyone. Um, so, uh, then a thing happens. I may be getting the order screwed up, but whatever. Flames are on a power play. Leo Komarov demolishes Johnny Gaudreau. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaudreau is admiring his pass. Komarov hits him and beans him in the brain. So, did Komarov leave his skates? No. Did it look like he intentionally targeted the head? No. Um, did he go upward? No. Did he hit him in the head? Yes. And this is where it gets hairy. So, everyone's been talking about incidental contact and accidental contact, unavoidable contact. And Five-nineable contact? Sorry? Five-nineable contact? Well, that funny you should bring that up, Adam. So, uh, he escapes... He escapes discipline for this. Of course he does. Oh, do you want me to bring this up too? There, no, Jesse, no, we're bringing or? that up after. No, yeah, You're we'll just, bring that up after. That's the Matthew Kajuk thing. So, um, well, what's he supposed to do? Johnny Gaudreau's short. 
Well, what's Leo supposed to do? He's taller. Well, he's, well that, that's what I'm saying. Oh, People yeah. are saying, what is Leo Komarov supposed to do? Johnny Gaudreau is short. Now, the rule... I'm not trying to hate on Leo. I'm just trying to say, devil's advocate. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm a Flames fan, and even outside of that, if I am a fan of players remembering who they are past the age of 45, I'm a fan of player safety. So... Let's try to figure this out. The rule is not you can't hit someone in the head unless they're under 5'10", then it's cool. The rule is you can't hit someone in the head. So I don't have a lot of sports playing experience, organized sports playing, but I did play rugby in high school, and there was a game that this reminded me of that I'll never forget. Uh, We were on Mowat. We sucked. We played Cedabray, I think it was who were at very least better than us. Cedar Bray had a little person. Oh, you mean like they were short? No, 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 no. A little person. We're talking like three feet tall, like up to my hip. A little person. Playing on their team. And we're like, yo, this is dangerous, man. Hmm. Like, if, like, what if, forget hitting him. Like, if we accidentally fall on this guy, we're going to hurt him. This guy, I'm, we're all walking around out there. We're like a, you know, we're big young men, but you know, uh, between like 175 and 210 pounds across the team, mm-hmm. we could really hurt this guy. What's this he, guy's there's no way if, he's even a hundred. He's like, yeah, he's lucky if he's a hundred pounds. Yeah. So, but this little bastard, <laughs> this little guy, every time he got the ball, he would get hit and we would get a penalty for a high hit. Because the rule is not above a certain height. It's you have to hit below the shoulders. <laughs> to the point where we had gotten like a dozen high hit penalties on this guy. And we're like, well, okay, what are we supposed to do? Finally, one of our players runs up to him when he gets the ball. And this guy got the ball all the time because they kept getting in the ball because we kept getting penalties. One guy runs up to him, drops to his knees in front of him, and shoves him as hard as he can. <laughs> wow. And, oh, he goes flying. <laughs> he just Aww, goes flying. Poor guy. Poor guy. Guess what? We got another high hit penalty because he still pushed him in the shoulders. Below what? the shoulders for him was, like, below our knees. So, Johnny Gaudreau is not that extreme of an example. But the rule was very clear, and it's in another sport. It's There are other sports with similar rules to this hockey one. You cannot hit a certain area. It's not about the height. It's about the area. So, well, what's Leo Kamara supposed to do? Duck down? Mm, maybe. Like, maybe it's Gaudreau's advantage hmm. that sometimes, because of his height, he's ineligible to be hit. Now, you might think that's crazy. You might think that's unfair, but... It is what it is. Are you allowed to hit players in the head? Intentionally. Well, no, you're not. What is intentional now? If you know, like if Chara goes, if Tyler Meyer goes after Johnny Gaudreau, and he doesn't target the head, but he knows if he hits him, he's going to hit him in the head. Steve, if you watch the replay, the thing that makes contact first is the body. I think it might have been the stick also, someone pointed out, because Gaudreau's stick comes up. Oh, man. Komarov hits it and it kind of hits Gaudreau in the chin. You can't, but, but it's hard to tell. To me, it's always principal point of contact. And, and the principal point of contact was not Gaudreau's head. Chest. It was his chest. Mm. So, yes, his head eventually hit. But if you were to slow it down, the real principal point here is shoulder into body, not shoulder into head. Yeah. And I understand that rule. And I get that. And maybe you're right. 
Maybe you're right about, you know, that's that's Goudreau's um, advantage. advantage. And you know what? If you could play that advantage, play that advantage. Uh, all the power to you. I, I don't think, I think it, what, what it comes down to at the end of the day is Goudreau got rocked. This used to happen a lot more in the NHL. So when it happens now, people are always surprised by it, which is why Giordano jumped in and, and stood up for him. And it was funny reading well, Brian McGratton's yeah, tweets. He tried to. <laughs> yeah, and then he, well, he did a, a beautiful little dance. But Brian McGratton... <laughs> tweeted he's like now this is this is the game you all wanted is it wouldn't it be nice for johnny gordero if somebody could step in and st- uh, stand up for him and i i don't know about that now wouldn't it be nice can you say that again he said basically i don't have the tweet in front of me but oh, he said okay. as i'm he said wouldn't it be nice if um someone stepped in stepped in and did what when, when brian you're not you, before the, the hit or after before the hit or after are you in the well, business Steve. of, pre- of hey, Steve, preventing Steve, Steve. injuries? Leo would have been too afraid to hit Gaudreau had he known McGrath totally. was sitting on the bench. Because Leo's well, that kind of guy who's I'm afraid glad you said sitting on the bench because I'm going to remind everyone that the Flames are on the power play. <laughs> There's no way McGrath would have been on the end. Can I quote Brian McGrath? Sure, Please yes. do. Back in the day, we would send Komarov back to Russia with a broken face eating ketchup sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> and what else? <laughs> the discipline used to be getting your face crushed. That's funny. I said that's that's just funny. I mean, it is like, funny. Like, <laughs> look, 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 look. I'm not hating on the guy. I just think he's wrong. Yeah, that's no, all. No, I don't have to think we're about at, it. He is wrong. We're acting. We're acting <laughs> like, like this never. This, he's wrong. Like this used to never happen. No, what? What well, Sheriff McGrath? Do you want to do one more? No, here I will. Yeah, sure. Here he said, "How bad does Johnny want a guy on this the team the to stick up for him? Poor little guy. This is the game everyone wanted." <laughs> so here's here's the thing. Brian McGratton is partially right, everybody. So here's what used to happen. Komarov lays the hit. Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin this. Leo Komarov, an Estonian Swedish Finn from Russia. Goes I, in and he's l- enough people care about yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, not enough people Trust me. care about oh, hardcore God. history. It's the best. <laughs> Jesse's being such a producer oh, right now. I, I don't know if I just love your impression of him so much. Anyway, sorry. it's so good and no one knows who it is. Anyway, uh, so Komarov comes in and he hits Goudreau. Yep. Then what happens is later in the game, Brian McGratton goes and attacks Leo Komarov. And then whoever the Leafs tough guy is comes in and saves Komarov and fights McGratton. Or someone else go, goes and attacks someone else or on the team, whoever's on the ice. And then they get their frustration out that way. That's That was the quote-unquote deterrence. I don't know about deterrent as much as it just helped them get their frustration out. Now what happens instead is some rat like Christopher Stieg or Alex Chason... Or Matthew Kachuk does something dirty in response. It's not preventative. It was getting frustration out. And now because I guess they don't have that goon there, you got Chris Versteeg hacking at Matthew's legs like like he's chopping down a redwood. You got Chase on intentionally targeting Komarov's head. Did you see Sam Bennett's slew foot on Connor Carrick? Oh, I forgot about that one. Sam Bennett's slew foot on Connor Carrick, which, I, you know what? I, I don't was, feel that bad about that one because Carrick cross-checked him. Yeah. <laughs> cross-checked him. I'm and surprised the stick so. didn't break. Yo, uh, 
Bennett's very, very lucky that he wasn't standing closer to Connor Carrick after that. Yeah, you know, or that, a pull-up bar. Here's the thing. Okay, if I'm a fan of a team, and I've been ashamed of the Leafs many times, so sure. I'm not, please don't think that I'm standing up on a, uh, a soapbox here saying that I've never been, because I've been, I think we've been, of, of all the franchises, we've been the one who've been most ashamed, okay? Yes. But I would be ashamed of the players on my team after seeing that. Slew-footing a guy, two guys... Come on. Well, it's what, the no, Leafs. No, no, hold on, hold on. Concentrate on trying to come back. It's the Leafs. You can do it. You yeah. can do it. And they spent the whole but third period dicking around. You're slew footing because not only not only that, but the Flames have issues. The Flames have some serious issues. Yeah, you know why know they're not focused on scoring goals? Because they're not scoring goals and they don't believe in themselves. Man, the broadcast was so funny. Man, I'm not seeing any emotion on the Flames bench and the camera goes whoom right on Gulletson's face. <laughs> Glenn Gulletson or Galutson? Yeah, I want to bring him up, actually. Oh, boy. Just no emotion. I want to bring up Calgary's coach because I think this is important. Okay. Okay. Well, yada, yada, yada. Um, Brian McGratton does have a point. I just don't think he realizes the point he's making. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I am saying that with nothing but love in my heart. Okay. I'd love to have him on the show. Yeah, he'd be an interesting guy. He'd be really fun. He'd be really fun. Um. So, Glenn Galetson, uh, he seems to me, in every interview I've seen, and especially, I've been paying attention for whatever reason to the Flames a lot more in the last month. He seems... They've been fun. Mm-hmm. Up until they've the last fun. couple of weeks, they've been fun. Um, he's been... And, but you know, like, some teams, they just stand out in your mind over certain parts of the season, you don't know why. The Flames are one of them. Okay. For me. And, and the reason being is his post-game interviews, whether they win or lose, he's mad at them. <laughs> Okay. Like, you know how Claude Noel was always mad at the Winnipeg Jets, even when they did well? He was just kind of mum. Well, you know. But he, how, would a Cla- how would a conversation between Claude Noel and Paul Maurice go, Hi, oh. Paul. Hi, Claude. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. How about you? Okay. Coaching the Jets is hard, right? Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, here's the... Here's, and I want to I read you some quotes to kind of back this up, because Mark Spector posted an article before last night's game. And this is a quote before last night's game, and they're talking about... Spectre the, bringing the heat, by the way. He's finally got two interesting teams to cover. Holy smokes, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, you know, he's talking about... And this is, the, this is how his article ends, okay? Meanwhile, up the road, the Oilers have blazed past the Flames. Uh, they are, oh, just hang on. Uh, just, just let me read it. I'm just pointing out... They are bigger, better, Flames. and have their franchise goalie. Suddenly, the Flames are in their rearview mirror and going in the wrong direction. Tonight, it's the Maple Leafs who are playing with bold belief and oodles of skill. Surely their project uh, hasn't surpassed Calgary's too, has it? As in rebuild. Nah, you know what? Calgary started poor. They were good for much longer than they were poor, and now they've had a poor stretch. Here's my next quote, and this is, again, pre-game. Remembering that the Flames are just coming off the Oilers sweeping them this entire in the season series for the first time ever. They've mm. never been swept. Really? In a season series. I feel like Edmonton, even though they were bad last season, really ran the Flames show, didn't well, they? Well, they ran them this year, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Gulletson says, We were down yesterday and this morning. Everybody's a little bit embarrassed. There's a sense of we need to get play, back to playing the way we need to play. This is before this is before the game. You're admitting your team's depressed. Now, that might have been why 
they lost four nothing last night. It, it could have been a Flames loss more than a Leafs win. I don't on the road. Could be on the road, and they Hard. also have to remember they in the next three nights they have to play Ottawa and Montreal as well. Well, this see this is interesting. This is what I was wondering. Uh, we got the Flames schedule. Thank you, Jesse. So, Flames just got embarrassed by the Oilers. So now you got your next three games coming up. Mm-hmm. Toronto next night, Montreal, and then Ottawa. Who's your starting goalie? It's definitely Chad Johnson, right? Has to be. Has to be. He's definitely your better goalie. Why not look at this back-to-back against Toronto and Montreal and go, you know what? We probably have a better chance beating Toronto because we beat them last time. We shut them out last time. Why not start the goalie who shut them out the last time? Well, you play the better goalie against the better team, Steve. I, I guess... I guess, and maybe, I'm it's, with a, you. maybe it's a defeatist attitude because I'm going at least try to get two of the four points. I think it's that's strategic thinking. I don't know if that's defeatist. I yeah, I think so too. And then Johnson is fresh as a daisy, two days rest, and remember you're on the road to take on the Sens. And then all of a sudden you got a really good chance of taking four of six, which would be great. It'd be great. Now I don't understand why they started Elliott in that one, especially like the Leafs are. If there's anything they're good at, it's scoring goals. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, Glenn, bringing it back to the coach, I know it's been a frustrating year for him because they've been very up and down, but I find him, even when they win, to be too hard on that team. And it's like, mm. it, it seemed to me with the Flames, they need somebody in there who could just lighten things up a little bit. Just make a joke, for God's sakes. And now we get to... <laughs> like, can, can That sounds a little bit like Bob Hartley. <laughs> What do you mean? Oh, like he was hard on them too? I think he had a better personality for that team, but his strategy sucked. Right. So it's interesting. You're seeing the... The yin and yang. Yeah. I, I Yeah, it's... I don't know. For me, it just, it just seems too. like they're a little bit tough. Now, we got to go to break, but when we come back, I've got some more stuff on uh, the Leafs last night. A couple, couple milestones were passed, some records were set, and you might not even know about them. I'm ready to go. Coffee number two. Zach Hyman. I'm alive, by the way. <laughs> Zach Hyman tied a Toronto Maple Leafs record last night. He did? Yeah. What's that? Guess. I'm going to go with shorthanded goals by a rookie. Coolest hairstyle. I think he has was... like the most generic hairstyle. Yeah. And then that goes to Brian McCabe circa 2004 when he had the mohawk. I thought that oh. was cool. Um, Steve, you are absolutely correct. Oh, nice. Woo! He's What's now, the record, too? T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he is now tied for the rookie lead in wow. shorthanded goals ever by a Toronto Maple Leaf rookie uh, with Russ Cortnell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a hilarious stat. That is Actually, great. I was listening to the fan last night, um, and Gord Stellick was on, and he dropped that. And I was like, wow. Uh, wow. Gord Stellick dropping the heat. And then it's going to be Kadri. such a bummer when, when Hyman's on the Habs. Though. I know. Oh, <laughs> It's going to be a bummer. He's not going to the Habs. I know. Uh, then, he, then he'd be Zach Habman. Oh, my nope. God. <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> Nazem Kadri hits 100 goals. How about that, eh? And 20 goals this season. Does it all on the same night. 20 goals and 100 goals. That, so a, a fifth of Nazem Kadri's goals have come in this 44-game stretch. That's unbelievable. 45 games. 20, 20%. Four. 20% of his goals have happened this year. That's the kind of season Nazem Kadri's having. Well, no, more than that now because he's got. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm sh- I'm, gar- I'm garbage at numbers. 
No, I, he's at 20, he's but he has 20. 101 now. I'm dumb. Okay, Ignore but, me. Ignore me. Anyway, the, <laughs> the point, oh, so it's like 19.79. Who cares? You're right. The, I should have never said anything. What was hilarious yesterday, <laughs> and I love this, you could hear it in the in the post-game Leafs show with Todd Willishko and, and Gord Stelic, and, uh, and, and you could see, you could feel the excitement. Because those guys go to every game, like mm-hmm. the press, and they're fans of the team. Gord worked for the team. Todd played in the NHL. Like They, they want the team to do well. And you could hear it. They were like, and then they did this. And then they did this. These are grown men. And it's they so, look so much better. It was so cool to look at. But ha- the best uh, part, frames. I thought, was the people calling in. And <laughs> Oh, they're the best. They're the best. <laughs> so, oh, Leafs postgame callers. If you got nothing better to oh, do, it's great. just turn it on. If you want to hear the takes, the takes exist there. They are the hottest of takes. See, we're on the radio it's right like now. So Twitter. someone's listening and going, hey. It's hockey Twitter for people that don't have Twitter. Whoa! You know? And they're not constrained to 140 characters. Exactly. Uh. So, so first off, I, I, my favorite was there was a guy who called, and he seemed like he was genuinely so excited, and I, I loved him through the the radio. I'm like, man, I love you. But it, then, <laughs> but then I stopped loving him when he said, Nazem Kadri's having a great season. His trade value will never be higher. So oh. let's go get Kevin Shattenkirk on his half year deal. And I was like. You are missing the point. And, and Gord Stellick, God bless him. And this is why I love Gord. Because he, he calmly said, well, listen, yeah. here's the thing. You can't have a coffee before that show. Here's you, the thing. You got to be calm. Um, you, uh, yeah, and I think after a Leaf game, you'd probably be a little bit tired too, right? So Gord, Gord calmly says, well, I understand what you're saying. And you might be right about Nazem Kadri's uh, trade value. However, Lou Lamorello said... He would know. Uh, he would go into a foxhole, or there's no one he'd rather go into a foxhole with than Nazem Kadri. And then he, he signed that? something like that. Uh, and then he signed signed him to a six year contract. Mm. So I got to tell you, Nazem Kadri's not going anywhere. And you're right. It's true. Uh, and yes, Nazem Kadri's trade value is really high right now. There's a reason for that, and that's because he's playing really, 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 Connor really McDavid. good hockey. Connor McDavid's got a really high trade value right now. <laughs> so, does, so, so does Austin Matthews. I heard of Genny Malkin. Also has a high trade value. Sidney Crosby. I mean, uh, I mean, he might, <laughs> Penguins got to strike while the iron's hot. Um, I and I, anyway. I know they're in a playoff spot, but come on, what do you? Mean? You got to get your assets in order, right? Really? Yeah. It's like and, it's and like come how on. many how many star centermen do you really need in this league? I know, like one. <laughs> And then, and then you're good. Look uh, at the Avalanche. They got two, and they're fine. Another thing I, I wanted to bring up is the Leafs are, right Cheap now. Shot. A little bit. Yeah, that was the, the second time. <laughs> You've been for, slamming the Avalanche tonight. Yeah, because they suck, and they didn't even mean to, but I guess we'll get to that. Uh, the Leafs are currently in a playoff spot with 53 points in 45 games. The Boston Bruins are currently outside of the playoffs, even outside of the wild card. They have 52 points in 50 games. <laughs> Interestingly, the Leafs are now 11 points ahead of where they were this time last year. And by the way, this time wow. last year, this time last year, the Leafs were sniffing around a playoff spot. We're all thinking, well, maybe I don't know. It yeah. was the peak of the Leaf season, and then JVR broke his ankle, and it was over. Yeah. Um, now they were. When I say they were sniffing, they were sniffing for a tenth place, mm-hmm. and they that's were, what we worried about. Please they were there. Tenth. They were there, though. They were there. They, they were. were there. What, they were eighth or ninth ish, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, also, now Marner. Mitchell Marner, mm. Marns Barn, the Mitch Jishin. Oh, dear. The Mitch Jishin works. Come that, on. That does work. It's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Acknowledge me, please. I'd say his excitement around him has hit a fevered Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, please. Oh, oh, how dare you. Oh, that's too far. So, Mar- 
<laughs> Marner is now the rookie in the rookie, the NHL rookie lead for points, right? As of the recording of this podcast. Mm. I don't know how the voting works specifically for Calder voting. So help me out here. Is it, do you have a first, second, and third place vote? I think it's f- f- uh, first through fifth. First through fifth. So that could work in the Leafs' favor here because I was thinking, okay, if all the guys, just all the writers who, who vote on this only get one vote, does the Matthews-Marner vote split down the middle and give it to Line? Oh. You know that what I mean? Because it's almost happen. like Democrats don't vote for Bernie Sanders, but but don't go for Hillary because Bernie's never going to win, and you're going to split your and vote. All that. Do you want me to explain the voting? System? Please do. So the voting is conducted at the end of the regular season by members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association, and each individual voter ranks their top five candidates on a ten seven five three one point system. Okay, so top five, but weighted differently, but points. Okay, now you know, you know the NHL keeping things simple. Yeah, here's Got here's a point system. Here's how that's extra interesting. <laughs> is there yeah. is there a shootout? I think there's so. a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see a shootout for a call. You only get a half point for that. Yeah, <laughs> Here, here's how that's extra interesting. Um, the year Jose Taylor won the heart, if I'm not mistaken. Part of the reason he won, because it was a hotly contested race between him and Aginla. There were some ballots, if I'm not mistaken, that had Theodore in first and had Aginla left off entirely. Oh. And I think there were some, I want to say there were some shenanigans with the Norris vote either last year or the year before. When Dowdy won. Well, that would make sense. Because, I mean, really, did Dowdy trying to remember. I'm trying to, hey, there you go. I'm trying to remember, though, but it was like there were the top two guys, and then some people voted whoever it was, number one. We're not putting Brent Burns on our ballot. <laughs> yeah, and leaving the other guy off entirely. So that's part of what I don't like about that system. But I, My pick for Calder Trophy winner is a little different. Okay. I would go with Matt Murray. Yeah? Uh, 17 wins, two shutouts, 923 save percentage. Why isn't anyone talking about him? Like, not a soul. Because nobody really considers Matt Murray a rookie, even though he definitely is. You know, the guy's already won a cup, right? Like, it's like, (laughs) how 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 is this guy a rookie? But you're absolutely right. And not like he was there. Like, he played. Yeah. He won. He won that thing. He was on the ice. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's funny. That is funny. It's a really good point. Um, And I think the Calder Trophy this year is, you know, ultimately... Okay, it's a nice it's a nice trophy for your case, mm-hmm. but does it matter at the end of the day? I'm sure it matters to the players, but it would be nice to have a Leaf win one because we haven't had one since 19 tickety two. I think I want to say Teeter Kennedy yeah, was like, the last one. I'm not entirely sure in the 40s, 50s, very long time ago, a long time ago. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Like I, I would love to see a Leaf get it. I also think it's so interesting with Nylander, Britt Selby, 1966. Oh, there you go. There you go. Leaf great Britt oh, Selby. Oh, right. Of, who can <laughs> that, forget? forget Britt Selby um, when there were six teams in the league? Hey, whatever. He won it. He won the damn thing. That's like that's, that's the thing. People go, oh, back when there were six teams in the league. Even when there were only six teams in the league, the Leafs barely ever won any trophies. Which for, is embarrassing. For, for Norris or Hart. No, but they were winning cups. Yeah. They, they just didn't win anything. I think Vesna. I think they, the, they won a few Vesnas. That's about it. I don't know if any Leaf has ever won the heart. I don't think so. 
And no. Dave Keon's the only one to ever win the Conn Smythe. I think Doug Gilmore was supposed to be up for the heart, but they gave him like a Selkie as like a, as like a, here's your secondary He, he got prize. best original screenplay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, we have uh, the last what two was the last? heart trophies. We got Ted Kennedy in 1955 and Babe Pratt in 1944. There you go. Great name, Babe. Babe. <laughs> And he was enough of a babe to win the heart. Sure was. <laughs> he won my heart. Typical babe win, wins the heart. <laughs> I mean, you see, because... I get it. I get it. <laughs> terrible. We get it, Steve. Terrible. Um, wow. Yeah, no, I wondered. I just wondered about that. Like, you know, Austin Matthews and Patrick Line have the big name brands behind them. But then you've got Mitch Marner. And also, I got it. You know, Matt, Matt, Matt Murray. How is William Nylander not in that conversation? Zach is Zach Rowinski. I but uh, Nylander's you know, not in the conversation because he is the third best rookie on his own team. <laughs> Doesn't matter how good he is. But he's fourth in NHL rookie scoring. So and and he makes so, plays like he made last night. I know. That was he's so an, good. He is an outstanding hockey player and nobody's giving him any love. I know. He's Which so he might actually he's be sneaky. Okay with. Yeah. Very sneaky. Because, I mean, Matthews does stuff that wows you. And Marner does stuff that wows you. And Nylander does it sometimes, too. But for the most part, not as noticeable. And then you look at the score sheet, and you and you look at, you know, the Leafs scoring leaders, and you go, how did that happen? How did the, I don't remember him. He's got 30 points? When did... When did that happen? And then you forget things like he was Rookie of the Month in October. By the way, if Mitch Marner wins Rookie of the Month for January... The Leafs will have won Rookie of the Month for three of the four months. Because they, wow. they had Nylander. And then Matthews in November? It was Matthews in either November or December. December. It's December, I think it was. And then... Because um, remember, remember there was the article out there, has Austin Matthews hit a wall? Hit a wall. A week into his freaking season. So great. <laughs> so great. Um, so great. You know, um, I want to hear... Can I give you a really unfair stat? That's really unfair, but I'm going to give it to you anyway because I think it's interesting. I, I want to hear it, Toronto Sports Media member. Um, <laughs> yeah, that might be pushing it. I don't think anybody in the Toronto uh, Sports Media would consider me a Toronto uh, Sports Media member. Yeah, they'd be Someone wrong. Someone was with Nick Kiprios this morning. And John Scott. Was he really? Um, yeah. Thank uh, you for letting me know that, Jesse. <laughs> last year. Adam wouldn't let you know that. Nope. Last year, Johnny Gaudreau was sixth in NHL scoring. Wow. This year. And this is where the stat's really unfair. And he was left off uh, Canada's World Cup team. Well, wouldn't he have been on the Young Guns team? Oh, wait, he, I, he was oh on the you team. rotten! I yeah, forgot. I forgot team. that we Remember screwed that up. We screwed no, he's that not up. Canadian. He's not Canadian. Oh, yeah, and he was <laughs> on the Young Guns, right? Jesse, also, that was that yeah. was dozens of mistakes ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, how can you expect let's me not, to remember that? Let's not go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dozens of mistakes. Last ago. year, Johnny Gaudreau sixth in NHL scoring. This year, sixth on his team in scoring. Oh, now he was injured. He was injured, and that's um, not fair. And Sean Monahan's not playing well, and, and he also sat out. Because of because uh, of the restricted free agency thing, he had yeah, a contract. But, you know, for all the things the Flames have been through, <laughs> for example, trading for the wrong goalie, mm-hmm. they survived that with uh, with a really good backup. Uh, Gaudreau sat out and then was hurt. Yep, Monahan was hurt. Yep, through all that, they survived and they're right in there. They're right in the thick of a playoff race. Well, my when I was looking at the, um, I was looking at. Calgary's division. I don't think it's all bad for them. Like obviously, the Pacific I stinks. I think they're going for a rough time, or they're going through a rough time. But the Pacific stinks. Mm-hmm. The Oilers I mean, and the Leafs are actually a pretty decent comparable for each other. I think 
because of the success they're experiencing, but also because they both play in crap divisions. Well, okay. When did the Pacific start to stink? Yeah. That used to be the crown jewel of hockey. Well, I'm looking at it, it right now. used to now. be Death Valley. So Anaheim, Anaheim and San Jose still look good, but like LA. So An- Anaheim's got 63 points. That's, LA's old. That's eh? pretty good. Montreal has 63 points. So that, you know, Anaheim's right up there with the top team in the league. That's Randy Carlisle's Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Oh, I not know. Mighty Ducks, just Ducks. Uh, San Jose, 62 points. Edmonton, 60 points. Patrick Marlowe with uh, a certain kind of hat trick. A Joe Thornton. A Patrick? Oh. oh dear! No, uh, it's, the, the name we will uh, we'll call it what it is on the online portion. Okay. Um, thanks, Steve, for that. That's not general. It's called a tease. Um, Edmonton has sixty points. Calgary is next. Remember, there's seven teams in this division. The top three have over sixty points. Nobody in the bottom three has more than 50. Bottom four has more than 51. And Calgary has 51. Vancouver has 50. LA's got 48. How about Vancouver? And Arizona's got 36. Vancouver's outperforming what I ever thought they would do. Wow. And Eric Engels, I think, fans, tweeted the way, they're the biggest surprise of the season. I would say Columbus still. Yeah. But the fact that Vancouver has anything to do with any kind of playoff talk is pretty shocking to me. From what I understand, too, their attendance has not been good. Like the general public, there's like yeah, they're such a strange team. I think they've they're in so the last strange. five years they set their bar really high, which is great. But I think yeah. people, their fans, expect more and want them to win, and I I get that. But um, you had you screwed up. You let two A plus goaltenders go. It's a very strange team. It's a very strange team. I mean, I don't get it. Anyway, the Pacific, I I don't think Calgary's, you know, I mean, Calgary certainly is not out of it. Uh, They've got a wild card spot as it stands, and all they need to do is get hot again, which they are capable of doing. We've seen it happen. This is probably lower. This is is them being depressed after losing to Edmonton four games in a row or whatever it was. But come on. You can't let that ruin your season, man. You can have down points. I know it's a young team. You can have down points. Sure, but like they they made the playoffs. It's only a three-game losing streak. Like, Ain't the end down. of the world. Calm down. They're young. Yeah, I guess so. They're young. So you, you know who calms a team down in that situation? Or Brian McGrath. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the coach. Yeah. Well, you would he's hope not, to be the coach. I, honestly, watch him in press. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Watch him in press conferences now. Just watch. Even when they win. Smile, Glenn. <laughs> it's important. This I don't think people realize. You know, I think in, in, in and I get it in hockey where Body you, know, you want to be intense. You want people to take you seriously. But at a certain point, you got to have some levity, right? If you're a great leader, great leaders have levity, and a head coach has got to be a great leader. Mike Bab Mike Babcock cracks a joke, and when Mike Babcock does crack a joke, it's rare, but it's funny because it's Mike Babcock, and you're not expecting it from him. He picks his spots really exactly. well. Exactly. Um, and he learned, and he knows how to make people feel good about their play. Yeah, I remarked in the LFR like the second goal, Kadri's first goal was a perfect example of how the Leafs look differently under Mike Babcock. Matthews doesn't give up on the puck. Nylander doesn't give up on the puck, and a good thing happens for Kadri. You could say it was a lucky goal, and his luck has changed from last year, which is true. But he doesn't even get the puck on his stick without two diving last-ditch effort plays that, in years past, I don't think get made. Oh, no. And and for anybody that says that Nylander doesn't try, which is just, I don't like Swedish people. Um, yeah. That's, well, that's and Canadian it, for, I don't, like Swe- I don't like a Swede. No. Here's the thing. People have patience for Swedes who have good quotes. Yes. Nylander's a garbage quote. 
um, and that frustrates people. They don't notice him on the ice, and they can't get a word out of him in the dressing room. So therefore, he doesn't care, and he's invisible. Right. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. So, I, I, I've seen anybody, it. I've for, seen it. I've asked him questions. He's, Phil Kessel. He's painful. Phil Kessel. Yep. And if if it was not, if anybody that, if there's anybody out there that thinks that William Nylander doesn't try hard, it doesn't have the compete level, that is the perfect example of a guy who maybe, maybe at times didn't this year. I don't, but I, I think I've does definitely now. heard it. I've heard rumors I from, I haven't seen it. Rumors from the inside, but. I mean, I look at the score sheet and he's scoring. That's all I want out of him. I also see a guy that's that's matured too, and I don't know. I I think that that and, and I see Babcock addressing a weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's he's wrong not with great that? defensively. All right, put him out there with Kadri and Leo, who are who are good at defense, and who by the way did a great job shutting down Calgary's top top line. Absolutely, and Brown and Hyman have good chemistry with Matthews. Marner is great. Uh, chemistry with JVR. Like, I look at the Leafs lineup and there's not really anything I would change. Except for the defense. I look at their offense and there's not really <laughs> anything I would change. <laughs> All right, we got to go to the online portion of the show. You can download it at sportsnet.ca. Um, I, I, if Steve's terrible tease didn't already get you there. Oh. Here's what you're in for. We had to talk about Montreal's injury problems with Galchenyuk and it actually kind of links back to Carey Price last season. And it's just a very interesting connection we're not sure if you can prove it but it it's something that you have to watch out for ever with every team mm-hmm. uh also we're going to talk about the all-star game and the fact that Sidney crosby and alexander ovechkin are going to be on the same line uh, i don't know crosby man. shows up Which, there are a few days to go yeah. sir uh, i don't know and mm-hmm. also the sens quietly made a really good signing yesterday you think i think so yeah. i guess we'll talk about it we will Panago Pizza Steve Dangle podcast brought to you by Panago Pizza. After all, it's what's on the inside that counts, right? And it should be pizza. We'll see you in the online section, <laughs> sportsnet.ca. How does your life go when the podcast ends? Well, well, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a suggestion for something you should listen to once the podcast is over. Our last episode. And then after that, you should listen to this. Sportsnet tweets, Nazem Kadri joined Hockey Central at noon to make his intentions known. He wants to be in the Selkie conversation. Retweet! Oh, yes. Steve. Oh, yes. Kadri for Selkie is back! It is back and with Na- a vengeance, baby! Naz brought it back. Hmm? He brought it back. Oh, he absolutely brought it back. Hey, you know what brought it back? A Western Canadian team. Every single... Matchup against a Western Canadian team has been really entertaining and nasty, and Kadri has been at the uh, in the middle of it. Are the Leafs playing Vancouver again? I don't think they no. are. Mm. No, no, and sucks. that's the, and that's the problem is they're done now. They've played Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver twice each, so they're done. Bummer. But Kadri beans Daniel Sedin, and that creates one of the most hyped games of this entire season heading into it. Um, there was the McDavid. Crazy game, which then led to a great matchup, a great rematch in Edmonton that the Leafs won. And then the only difference is, okay, Leafs got killed by Calgary, and then Calgary comes to Toronto and gets killed by the Leafs. But it was nasty, Mm -hmm. and Kadri was the star of the game. Kadri, man, rising to the occasion. How nice is it that five Canadian teams are in the playoffs right now? It's so refreshing. I can tell you Rogers probably loves it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would too. Yeah. And because of matchups, they have a really good chance 
of seeing at least two Canadian teams go to the second round. Which would be great. Because if, yeah, two Canadian teams play in the first round, then yeah. you're guaranteed. Yeah. Problem is you knock out one, Yes, but whatever. Uh, There's only seven of them. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be interesting, too. I mean, Winnipeg needs to pull up their uh, bootstraps a little bit here and, and get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Winnipeg and Calgary are in the same boat where I go, why, why are you mailing it in? <laughs> why do you think you suck? Then again, I think Winnipeg was going for three straight wins the other day. Did they get it? I don't know. Or have they played that By game way, yet? Yes, we got all your tweets. Pavlik's won three games. I'm sorry, but Winnipeg's been scoring the oh. lights out. Let's not yeah. pretend that Andre Pavlik's the reason. He'll have three goals in, in each of his first two games. Another curse of the Steve Dangle podcast. Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Last three starts. So he's 3-0, 1.32 GAA, 9.52 save percentage, wow. one shutout. You know what, hey, though? That's not a jinx. We talked about how he was performing poorly because he was... But what I said a few months ago was, you have to make it work with him. You have to be patient and wait for him to get it back. Looks like he's starting to get it back. The reason it's a story. Or it's just a hot streak. The reason it's a story is because Henrik Lundqvist is expected to be good. Exactly. And when he's not, that's a story. It, man, 8.5 million reasons why he has <laughs> to be good, okay? The reason Pavlik's a story is because he's not expected to be good, and yet here he's won, what, three straight? But he hasn't played well. I think his Two save percentage straight. is less than nine. No, but he made one really good save. So, man, this is Jonas Gustafsson when he came to the Leafs. This is it. Have a bad game, make a really athletic save because you're out of position anyway, and everyone loves you. Mike Ulmer of uh, used to write for MapleLeafs.com, and I love Mike Ulmer. But uh, and I loved this article when he wrote it. Remember when Gustafsson made that ridiculous save on the Red Wings? It was a preseason game. It was yes. a two on zero. Um, Jan Mersak, Rhino, stop by Gustafson. This huge, roaring call by Jim Hewson. And Ulmer... By the way, he makes great calls. He does. He does. Oh. He's, he's just got that voice. Oh, it's There's so much color to his voice. It's amazing. He, I, I, uh, one of the very rare times I was in the, in the media gondola at the Air Canada Center, one time I was in the bathroom doing what you do when you go to the bathroom, and in walks Jim Houston having a conversation with somebody, and I'm I'm, I'm going to for, I'm going for a pee. Yeah, I'm going for a pee now. Here we go. Oh, that's good. That's a relief. <laughs> and and I'm and I'm just in there like the, the voice from the NHL video games just walks yeah. into the, just walks into the bathroom. Life's and, surreal sometimes, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Andre Pavlik, by the way, is sitting on a 907 save percentage. Wow. He's two and one. Ever so slightly above what a Paul Marie's goalie usually is. <laughs> you better move him into the quadrant. Yeah, there you go. All right, we got to move him into the quadrant. Bad goalies performing good. Um, <laughs> he did say, there's talk about a guy with weird confidence. Um, I don't know if he has confidence in saying this. I was watching his press conference after his first game and they're like, hey, you know, like... Pavlik uh, or Maurice? Pavlik. Okay. And he's like, um, they were like, wow, you had, had some great saves out there. And he's like, yes, you know, we win, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but, you know, next game could be really bad. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> like, and it reminded me of Dominic Hasek, oh, who was in the playoffs once oh, against... Both check. Against... It, it might have it been against the Leafs. But it was something like, uh, yeah, he said something along the same lines. It's like, yes, you know, I make all these saves, but yeah, the next game could be big loose. <laughs> like, and you're like, what are you talking about? Why are you saying uh, that? But that might be maybe it's check thing. Europeans like I don't know. They're man. the best quotes. They they're are the, because they're just so honest. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, sorry, where I was going with that is Ulmer 
writes a story and he waxes poetically about that save. And remember, we don't know anything about Gustafson at this point mm-hmm. other than he just made this save and he's the new goalie in town and the Leafs have had bad goaltending for the past few years, so he might be the answer. And so Almer writes, there comes a moment with a new goaltender where they make a certain type of save and you would trust them with your firstborn child. This was that save. Ooh. Boy, did he end up being wrong. But that was the feeling in Leafs Nation at the time. And I got to wonder if it's not a little bit similar for some Winnipeg Jets fans. They're just looking for someone, anyone to make a damn save. It doesn't even matter if they perform well as long as you win. Just win, baby. Just win. That's how it's got to feel. So I can't hate on people going, see? Maybe if Winnipeg made made a change and actually went out and got a goaltender while the market was soft. Maybe they resign. Maybe they've signed James Reimer. What's the need? What's the need? They, What's the winning. need where they're getting nine oh seven goaltending? I love. <laughs> oh wow, damn! It's man, it's an improvement. Oh, it's, it's an improvement. True. This team's too good to not be in the playoffs. Sorry, just too good. Uh, I I think I agree. Um, the only thing that would put them out. I mean, it's so competitive, right? Goaltending would put them out. Yeah. They're too good. Yeah, sorry, they're too good. Mm-hmm. You the difference Freddy, is Chad Johnson. Give him Freddie you know? Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Give him Chad Johnson. <laughs> There's another guy. Like, what did the Flames pay for him? Wasn't he just a free agent signing? I think so. I don't know. Then again, we're also we're we're disobeying our own advice, where we go, why not just sign this guy? Well, maybe that guy didn't want to sign with that team. You know? Mm-hmm. Why didn't the Leafs sign this guy? Well, maybe he didn't want to come to the Leafs. Why didn't the Jets sign this guy? Well, maybe he didn't want to go I, to the I Jets. I highly doubt that James would be too. Ab- too adverse All to right, James. So, we know you want to start a family. You know, you, you got this wife and everything, and you're about to sign a long contract. Do you want to go to Winnipeg? Or Florida. Or Florida. <laughs> All right, fair. Well. All right. Well. All right, maybe. I just feel like you'd want to go home. Anyway. I don't know. Montreal. There was an injury. Ah, uh, yes. And Jesse, you brought this up, so I'm going to let you run with it. Jesse made yeah, a good You're making a connection here. Saturday, Galchenyuk returned. Well, he's playing his fifth game after returning to injury. Okay. He uh, re-aggravates his knee, the same one that he was out with, and then he finishes the game, and now he's missing tonight's game with Calgary. And Tarion says he re-aggravated the knee, and he's got to sit out. And then they got the All-Star break coming up, so he's going to get a week off. But we look at the history. And we say he came back in week six of his six to eight week evaluation. Oh. So is that too early? Because the same thing happened with Carey Price last season, and he ended up being out for the entire season. See, this is a very tricky scenario because you got what Galchenyuk's saying, which is probably I want to come back. I'm just making that assumption. You got what the doctor says, which I assume he would have to be clear by doctors. And then you... Gotta wonder, what's the coach saying? And I don't, I don't want it to seem like we dump on Michelle Terrian at every turn. We dump on Michelle Terrian at every We do, and also, this isn't the first time this has happened. And I don't think it was just Price either. Was he rushed back? There are certain teams with certain injury problems when you really pay attention. The Leafs used to be... The Leafs under Carlisle. ...rhyme with this, yeah. Oh my, oh my dear God, like, the Leafs under Carlisle. We used, to, we used to see it all the time where... You know, a player would come back too early and then they'd get, you know, they'd aggravate an injury and they'd be out. So they'd be in and out and in and out, which messes with your rhythm and your fitness and your everything and your confidence. And you never play the same. 
that year. You just don't play the same because you're hurt. And then maybe you don't play the same the rest of your career. Whereas if you'd stayed out a couple extra weeks Mm -hmm. and just healed, you know, three or four games, five games, it's five games. If the team is truly good, team will be okay without you. And now we got Morgan Riley with the Leafs. Mm -hmm. There's two games left before the All-Star break. He's not playing. He, no way. No way. Just sit him. One more note. When he came back, his first game back, uh, they played, and then they played five games in seven days up to Saturday. That's kind of irresponsible. Now, how did he perform in those games? Because if I remember correctly, I remember reading some Andrew Berkshire tweets saying he was very good. Yeah, he did have a goal. Well, the thing about him is he's a pretty good hockey player. (laughs) So you would expect him to be. But if he's Brock, if his knee's messed up, he's not going to be as good. True. It's, like, it's like Tyler Johnson, Stanley Cup final a couple of years ago. Well, you know, can't shoot the puck. You shouldn't be on the ice. <laughs> I don't care how fast he is. Oh, he knows to be in position. He can't do anything with the puck once he gets it. Last five games, two goals, two assists. Pretty I mean, good. that's fine. Yeah. Hard to blame the Habs for wanting that back. Absolutely Maybe not. he just re-aggravated it. Like, maybe yeah. it just happened. Should this he have is, taken the... This is one of those things where I want Andrew's opinion. Yeah, I I think we're sensitive to it because we're Leaf fans and we saw it. We we saw yeah. the medical staff here mishandle things time after time after time for years. I don't think it happens anymore. I don't see it. Well, the the Lou Lamorello administration, yeah, which has is, just been uh, you're all sitting. But mm-hmm. the, our reference for that is they were trying to lose. So <laughs> I, I don't know. But look, look at Josh Levo. They were trying to keep him buried so they didn't lose him. If he misses these last five games and then tonight, then he's on his six to eight week evaluation that they originally gave him. He's on schedule. And then he just comes back after the All-Star break. Maybe he plays those five games. He was good in those five games. Mm -hmm. He misses the next, what, two or three? Mm -hmm. And then he's back. Okay. And if that's the case, well, maybe it's fine. But we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I think this is, we're going to have to revisit this, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to revisit this after the All-Star I break. I want Andrew's opinion. If, Andrew, if you're listening, I want your opinion now. If he doesn't return the second the All-Star break is done, I think they goofed. Yeah. Who, the Leafs? No, the Habs. Oh, Habs. Okay. Oh, well, Morgan Riley, I mean, they someone fell on his leg, right? Yeah. I didn't, and I also didn't see what happened to Chucky. So... Yeah, I call him Chucky. It's my boy. Uh, yeah. Oh, while uh, it's fresh in my mind, you brought up Josh Levo. Funny about that. So I've been playing with the draft tool on Cap Friendly, which, uh, sorry, the expansion draft tool, which I clearly still don't understand because people were pointing out something I did wrong. But um, Seth, uh, getting Seth Griffith back, I think was good for a couple of reasons. One being that they needed the scoring on the Marlies for sure. And... Who knows? He could be a decent player down the line. But two, I think it's likely that whoever the Leafs lose in the expansion draft is a prospective winger. Unless it's Martin Marinson. Corrado's not getting claimed, right? So if it's not Martin Marinson, and we're also assuming the Leafs protect Martin Marinson, right? So if it's not Martin Marinson or Connor Carrick. You think they're going to protect Martin Marinson? You can protect three defensemen, right? So Gardner and Riley, boom, boom. And then one of Marinson or Connor Carrick. I would assume Connor Carrick. Yeah. 
It's not a foregone conclusion. So if one of the Leafs defensemen are not taken, I was going through their lineup. I protected Komarov, which again, that's not a guarantee. I also protected Matt Martin, which that's also not a guarantee. But there are all these guys up front, Kirby Reichel, you got to protect. Who did you, you have to protect Kirby Reichel? Yep. Why do you have to? Uh... He started his NHL career kind of early with the Blue Jackets. Oh, no, no. To keep him, you have to protect him. Yeah. Okay, so no, no, no. But when you, when oh, you, you don't have to. Yeah, okay. Sorry, that's where I wanted to... I was like, what? But like he's Why? eligible. Is I got there... to the point where there was one spot left, and I'm like, uh-oh, I got to protect... Someone. Leipzig? So, or I got to protect Griffith? Or I got to protect Levo? Or I got to... Put it this way. I think whoever they lose will be similar to Seth Griffith. It might even be Seth Griffith. In which case, I mean, the Leafs get off scot-free. Are there any regulars that the Leafs could lose? Yeah. Can they protect all their main players? Because I've Who heard do it you define like, as a main player? Because like, I would I would say Marinson and Carrick. Well, Carrick certainly. Carrick, Carrick certainly. I don't think you protect Marinson. Um uh, I think you're probably right. I think Marinson is more replaceable than Carrick. And I think that's how you have to look at it. Like, how can we replace this? Um but I was I was and I, I haven't played with this tool, but do do Bozak or Komarov or any of those guys like can they protect Bozak, Komarov, Kadri? Uh, they are going to be exposed. Yeah, who will be exposed? Kadri, JVR, Bozak. How Komarov. much room do we have here? Who's getting protected? Well, this is what I'm saying. Seven so, forwards, three D, or eight or eight anything, one goalie. I think what Adam's getting at is is will we have who to do they have one to of protect? The major so they got to protect Kadri. Mm-hmm. Got to well, I would say protect Bozak. You can't lose no, you can't a lose center time. of that quality for nothing when centers are so expensive in this league. So Kadri Bozak, uh, JVR, JVR, Morgan pro- Riley, provided he's still a Leaf. No, 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 just forwards, oh, just, just forwards. forwards. Okay. Yeah. Do you have Do you have the tool up? Yeah. I'm okay. Thank God. Yeah. Doing it off the top of my head is not working. Mm-hmm. Okay. So who who do you got? Uh, who needs to be protected? Yes. So we run a loophole like Kadri, JVR, Bozak, Mahalik. Komarov, Greening, Martin, Reichel, Brown, Smith, Lightsip, Griffith, Levo, Freeze. Freeze. Freeze, sorry. <laughs> so you're, you're protecting Connor Brown, you're protecting Komarov, you're protecting Bozak, you're protecting Kadri, you're protecting JVR. That's five. You got two left. Who who else Wh- is on that list? Kadri, JVR, Bozak, Komarov. Who's your fifth? Brown. Connor Brown. Okay. So now, you, now you got two left. Now you got two left. And this is for forwards, right? Yes. Well, are you going seven fours three D, or are you going? That's what I would do. Well, yeah, because you got to protect your goalie. Yeah, you're not going to well, go no eight goalies. and two. You're not going to go okay. Okay, at least I don't think seven so. Seven fours three D. Then you're going to expose Carrick, and he probably gets taken. Yeah, out mm-hmm. exactly. I would take Carrick. Um, do you think Las Vegas would take one of uh, Sparks or Bebo? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go. I mean, I mean, they can only make one pick per team, yeah. right? Spark. Even you know they- what? Underrated Sparks has been climbing. Yeah, climbing, climbing. He's been okay. getting a little better. So, who are other two forwards? Who are the other two forwards? Left, like Lupul, Mahalik, Greening, Martin, Reichel, Smith, Leipzig. Here, leave out the buried guys. Okay. Well, like, does does Lupul have to be protected? Does he have a no move? No, he's exposed. He he's exposed. If they want him. Yeah, but so here, leave out Lupul, leave out the buried guys. Mm-hmm. Who's left? Mahalik, yeah, Mahalik and Like are gone yeah. anyway. Yeah. They're, they're contracts Greening. are up. Martin, Reichel, Smith, Leipzig, Griffith, Levo, Freeze. <laughs> so there's freeze. seven guys. Now, do you leave Matt Martin exposed? 
Is his contract what protects him? And before you go, why would you protect Matt Martin? Okay, well, why would they offer him four years of $2.5 million? The Leafs clearly like him. They clearly think he has a purpose. I don't think they want to lose him. Um, I, I think they protect Matt Martin. Now, you run a risk, right? You run a risk because because of how expensive he is, you might not leave, uh, might not lose him. No, but I feel like Vegas would take a guy like that. Here's some interesting things you have to also consider. Although Tom's Tom's running the show there a little bit. Tom from General Manager, so maybe not. Kirby Reichel has to play 38 more games to be eligible. Okay. Uh, 38 more professional games. Professional games. Oh. Leipzig has to play 40. Levo has to play 38. Does that count playoffs or just regular Leipzig, season? Leipzig, by the way, got hurt. Oh. Marlies are banged up. If the Leafs lose someone on the wing, the Leafs can, can afford to lose one guy in the wing. Can't afford to lose two at this point. I guess they could, but then you're really digging deep into the system there. Maybe give Andreas Johnson a shot because he's a little older. Hmm. 19 points in 40 games. So that doesn't seem as bad as it, it seemed. Yeah, so what I, all I was getting at there was, like, let's say they lose Levo. Mm-hmm. Well, then you replace him with Griffith, who is... Mm. Levo. <laughs> and by the way, for everybody screaming out, what about Zaitsev? You don't re-sign him until after the expansion draft. Well, yeah, you don't have to protect him. Yeah, no. Oh, not. you don't have to protect and him And I think there was a weird thing with Connor Brown, too. There's all kinds of stuff. If there is any team that is prepared for this, it is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Man, like, Brandon Pridham. I still say one of the most valuable people in that organization. Absolutely. Such a good signing. Such a good signing. <laughs> yeah. If they make a trade for a defenseman, they make it, what is it, eight players total? Seven? What is it? No, no, no. It's ten. Ten, but what? What's the? You can you can do seven and three or eight and two. I think it is. Ooh. No, it's just eight flat. It'll be eight and then the goalie. Oh, it's I don't seven know. and three or eight flat. Oh, yeah. So then I think if they made it, if they did make a trade, which I still think there's an outside chance of, but I mean outside, like not outside of the ballpark, outside the front door of the ballpark, far away. If it were to happen, they would protect that defenseman. I think they're in a better position for the expansion draft than pretty much anyone mm-hmm. else, and I don't think they're going to change that. I don't think they're interested. I don't think they... Look, they're in a playoff spot. They're doing well. They're one of the youngest teams in the league, and they're well-prepared for something that a lot of teams are not prepared for. And they have a lot of picks. What on earth should they do besides nothing? Nothing. They're perfectly prepared for the summer. Leave it nothing. Leave it at nothing. Perfectly prepared. Mm-hmm. Aren't they? I agree. Unless they're missing something, they are amazingly prepared. Whether they make a, make the playoffs or not. Mm-hmm. Who are you protecting um, for your defense? Well, Riley Gardner. Riley and Gardner, then, Carrick. And I would like to protect Carrick. Here. A lot Carrick. of people are going to be like, Bleh. but, I mean, look, the guy's got potential. He's still young. And he's played pretty damn well. What's wrong? Uh, I mean, there's blemishes. There's blemishes for sure. He, you know what? He looks like a rookie defenseman. Yeah, and you know who else there were blemishes with? Jake Gardner. Yep. I'm not ah. saying I'm not saying Connor Carrick is Jake Gardner. I'm no. just saying there were some blemishes for Jake Gardner. Yeah. Right? The guy struggled for a while. I love people but started tweeting me like little things about Carrick. Like he's he's unpleasant. Hey, eh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, he is. You're yeah. just learning this now. You're just learning this now. Just let him get that confidence, and I want to see the nasty prick that I saw in the AHL playoffs last year. He was a miserable person to play against. That, and he scored hat tricks, <laughs> wow. which I don't think he's going to do in the NHL. Yeah, but man, you get a Leafs defense that has already been putting up a fair amount of points, 
And you get to add Carrick to that a little bit. Mm-mm-mm. And Shattenkirk. <laughs> and Shattenkirk. <laughs> and and Crosby. <laughs> I mean, strike while the iron's hot, right? That's right. That's right. Now, uh, I want to have a little challenge with you, Stephen. Oh, dear. I'm going to see if you can do this. But first, I've got to stop the Vox Pro because I have to export a, a file to do this properly. Okay? Sure. Give I think my heart's going to stop from all this coffee. All right, hang on. Okay, so there's this thing I've been wanting to do since Saturday night. And Steve, this is because of you that we're doing this, because you sent us this tweet. Oh. Okay? Uh-oh. So, a guy Should I named, read my interesting thing first? A, a guy... Oh, yeah. Re- read your interesting thing. I just... Okay, let's so I... Let's interrupt this segment to, to interrupt the segment. Let's, let's do well, it. Well, because in the pause, I went, OMFG! You gotta hear this! Yeah, Steve said, oh my, oh my fucking God. And we were like, you know, Steve, David Clarkson getting traded, Dion Phaneuf getting traded, that's an OMFG. Yeah. But this is a what? But this is not only a Steve Dangle... OMFG, this is a on my second consecutive coffee, OMFG. Oh, okay. So instead, hey, here's an interesting thing uh-huh. from Ineffective Math on Twitter. Fourth place in the Pacific is on pace for 91 points. Wow. Fourth in the Central is on pace for 91 points. Fourth in the Atlantic is on pace for 90 points. Fourth in the Metropolitan, 101 points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Anyway, Steve, go ahead they with will your be better rewarded thing. with the eighth seed. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. It's true. Now, um, R.I.P. Habs. Steve sent us a clip of of a trans transcript of Don Cherry. Oh, <laughs> a word for word transcription of Don Cherry describing Jared Spurgeon's goal. He's playing for the the Wild, obviously, and and scored a beautiful goal. Yeah, this tweet went pretty viral. Goal of the week. And it's hysterically funny because in only Don's way can it be described, right? So, Steve, you do a Don Cherry impression. Oh, okay. I want you to read oh, the you tweet want to bring, okay. as though you're Don Cherry. And then I'm going to play the actual clip so you can hear how Don Cherry did it. And we'll see how close Steve okay. gets it. Okay. Oh, very interesting. Okay. Oh, man. Because I watched this live. And I remember just being so caught up in the footage that I wasn't paying attention to what he said. I wasn't paying attention either, and I was at Steve's house. That's right. That's right. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jared Spurgeon, goal of the week. Watch this here, boy. Watch. (laughs) Jared Spurgeon, goal of the week. Watch this here, boy. Watch this kid. No, see, it's so... It's hard. Disconnected that it's hard to read. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. All right, try to get through it. Try to get through okay. it. Keep going. Just keep going. Jared Spurgeon, goal of the week. Watch this here, boy. Watch this here, kid. This is... Put it in. Watch this. Gets it out. He's way to go. He plays baseball. <laughs> watch this here, goal of the week. Way to go and listen. <laughs> what? And listen. <laughs> They need all the help they can get, and way to go, Jared boy. Put it in there, and we, <laughs> and we, and we got he got it in. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now from the top, can, can I do it to, one more time? Yes, try to get it all the way through. I figured it would take a couple tries. Okay, this is really hard. This is great, Jared. <laughs> we have to do this right. with Don. Yeah, yeah, I gotta. <laughs> I like to see yeah, Don. Can you read your Don, own words? Can you read oh this? my god. <laughs> I think um, he would walk out. Would you think he'd get mad at us for <laughs> I that? I mad. think he'd have a good sense of humor about it. I think he'd take it as you're mocking him. Well, we're not. Well, is this it's mocking just, That's him. a Dawnism. Like, Dawn can't deny that. <laughs> anyway. 
Jared Spurgeon, goal of the week. Watch this here, boy. Watch this here, kid. This is, put it in. Watch this. Gets it out. He's, he's way to go. He plays baseball. Watch this here. Goal of the week. Way to go. And listen, they need all the help they can get. And way to go, Jared, boy. Put it in there. And we got, he got it in. Pretty yeah, damn good, Steve Dagle. Let's have a listen. But anyway, Jared Spurgeon. Can we see the Jared Spurgeon? Jared Spurgeon, go of the week. Here? Watch this here, boy. Watch this here, kid. This is put it in. Watch it. This is his way to go. He plays baseball. Watch this here. Go of the week. Way to go. And listen, they need all the help they can get. And way to go, Jared, boy. Put it in there. We got it in. We got it in. Say <laughs> Weber. Great. Do you want to play that one more time? Uh, God bless him. You want to play it again? I mean, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't agree with him all the time, but he is an, what, an 87-year-old man no, now? No, I think no, he's 82, 82, Whatever, man. He's over 80, and he's on national television every week. Killing it. Check it. You want to hear oh, it again? Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyway, Jared Spurgeon. Can we see the Jared Spurgeon? Jared Spurgeon, go to the week. Here, pause it, pause it, pause it. There's a certain, there's an added beauty to this tweet that I didn't even recognize at first because I'm like I don't think that's how you spell Jared Spurgeon and Jared it's not Spurgeon. but it's because he calls him Jared Spurgeon <laughs> <laughs> here we go but anyway Jared Spurgeon can we see the Jared Spurgeon Jared Spurgeon go of the week watch here. this here boy watch this here kid this is put it in watch this it's an out it's way not go he plays baseball watch this here go of the week way to go and listen they need all the help they can get and way to go Jared boy put it in there we got it in go we got it in. Uh, Shea Weber. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you imagine, it's like, Don, can you describe, like, imagine Don Cherry's your math teacher. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's how my math teacher. All right, we got this guy, Pythagoras, and uh, he, he got a, he's got this theory. And he got a, okay, you, got, you bed mass here. You got your division, uh, daddy, mommy, and you got your brother, sister, and then divide, and, and you add it up, and you know. And that's how you long divide, kids. Oh, my gosh. Oh, anyway, what? that was fun. I just thought we would just have some fun with that. Um, uh, oh, my God. So, okay, I thought quietly yesterday the Sens made a pretty good signing. Okay. With yeah. with uh, Zach Smith. Am I yes. wrong? Centerman? I was thinking about this, too. Two and a half million dollars a year for a centerman that gets half a point Three, a three point two five. Oh, 3.25? Mm. I think so. Oh, I thought it was four-year 12 zero. Four-year four extension, 12 million? That's, that's a lot different. Who's right? Yeah. D- divide that, Adam. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Adam and I took math together. This is why I'm bad. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. I thought for, well, okay, is it $3 million a year? 3.25, I want to say. 3.25. People were saying, there were people go, oh, it's too high. Everybody says that's instantly when someone is signed, it's Just oh, like that's the too rent. High. Just like too damn high. Too damn Zach high. Smith's cap hit is too damn high. Too damn high. Is it, though? For what a centerman costs, and this guy scores, and he's got, I believe, 22 points in 44 games thus far. Okay. So that's 22 half. points in 43 games. 43 games. And what did he have last season? 36 and 81. Okay. Okay. For what a centerman costs. We were talking about this. Um, who, who's the example you always use for $5 million uh, in Tampa? Oh, Val- Valtteri Filpola. Valtteri Filpola, $5 million guy. Man, second-line centers So is three are point, so expensive. Is Zach Smith a second-line center? No, but he's not getting second-line center money. You know what he's getting? Third-line center money? Good third-line center money. Would you call him an elite third-liner? I sure would. <laughs> but honestly, 
if that's what centerman cost, mm-hmm. if Valtteri Fopola is a $5 million player, is Zach Smith not a $3.25 million look, dollar center? You look at like what Antoine Vermette fetched. You look at... Now, the argument I think a lot of people would make is try to find someone who is like a cheap journeyman UFA or a rookie to fill that spot. But... 3.25 for a center, and if you're comfortable with him both ends of the ice, he's going to contribute a little bit. That's not a terrible contract. Centers are so expensive now. We think, oh, right-handed defenseman. I think it's centers. I they're think certainly, centers might be the premium in the NHL. They're the ones making – I mean, you never see a center even traded. Now, let me throw this out there. Except for, like, what, Ryan Johansson last year? Absolutely. Let me throw this out there. Yeah, but who was he traded for? A right-handed shot defenseman. <laughs> right. So it was two highly sought-out. Uh, commodities traded for each other. What's one of the best contracts in the league? We always talk about it. We always say, oh, JVR. Great, the, great contract. Great contract. He hits UFA. What's what's he make? Like an extra two, two million on top of what he's making? At least. 6.25? I don't Easy. think that's unreasonable. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. at all. How long until we talk about Nazem Kadri having one of the best contracts in the NHL? If we could go through that again, what would be, it's a six-year deal worth how much? Joseph, can you bring that up? It's four point something. Four point two five, I believe. I want to say four point five. What were your guesses? I said four point five. Four point two five. Four point five. Ah. Cause Morgan Riley got the five. That's right. There. And Jake Gardner's four point two five. Kadri is on like He is not. He's a what is he? <laughs> uh four point oh five. Oh my God! Who's 4. this? 0. 5. Jake, Jake Gardner. Gardner. Oh Gardner! Oh boy, that's a good one too. Holy smokes! Yeah, that's a good. That was one a great Nonus signing. Yeah, Nonus. I mean, I don't know. It was Nonus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Nonus. It was. It was. Give it was. the man his due. You gotta give it to him. Pay the man his money. Which they are. Kadri hits the open market. Let's say I, I always say, let's pretend their contract expires end of the season. What is what does Kadri get if he if if the game against Calgary was the last game he plays all season, what does what does he get if so he goes to free agency? Can you bring his stats up, Jesse? The guy's for... on close to a forty goal pace. I don't know if he'll sustain that, but let's say he's he's going to break thirty. He's on like a thirty five goal pace as a center, especially the reputation he's built over the over this year as like kind of a shutdown guy. A, a shutdown guy who can score thirty goals. Kadri gets at least five and a half, maybe six. What would you like to know? I would like to know his points to date. He has 33 points in 45 games. So he's on pace for like 60 points. 60 points, 35 goals. As a guy, you play against everyone's top centers. He gets Nuge money. Whatever Ryan Nugent Hopkins is making, I think that's what Kadri gets. Nuge is making in the six. Yes, he sure is. Um, Also interesting are his power play goals. He's got 10 this year, and his previous season high was seven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I got to, you know, for as unlucky as Kadri was last year, he is equally lucky this year. Is he, though? I don't know, because he is doing things a little differently. His shooting percentage is pretty normal, isn't it? 14.2. It's a little high. That's That's a little high, but it's not crazy. What's a normal shooter, 11? 10? Well, a guy of Kadri's caliber, yeah, maybe 11, 12. Okay, so so it's not crazy. He's at a 10.2 in 2015. He was? Yeah, because last, last year season? he had that. No, last year he had the crazy one where it's six point five. Yeah, and the year before he was at a regular ten point two. So he he's he's due for a little bit over the uh, over yeah, the bar in yeah. terms of average. Even if he slows down though, he's going to crack thirty. Yeah, 
There's you, no if, way. If you slow earth, down a couple percentages to normal, yeah. that's that's well over thirty. That's yeah. thirty two, thirty three. Yeah. There is no way Cadre uh, hits the open market like this upcoming summer and gets less than five and a half or six. There's no way. And he's making four point five as a center in the NHL when centers are getting paid through the nose. You know when that's going to come in handy? When they have when, to resign Marner and Matthews. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Spend your money wisely. And Nylander. And I know we've talked about that being a no-man's land in terms of value. Well, not not when you're paying a guy four and a half who you should be paying six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I exactly. And I think when you yeah, when you overpay at five, when you're overpaying at five, maybe we should amend it. When it's like, wow, that's top end money for a guy. You know what I mean? And it's amazing like what decimals will do. Cause if Kadri makes five, we go, oh. Is he really a $5 million player? Signs for four and a half, and you go, yeah, okay. Don't even really talk about it. Even after last year, which was Was there any worry that he would live up to that? No. Not much. Not much. Seemed like a fair deal. Yeah. Bernier was like two years. Woo! That's that was. I tried to defend that, I think, at the time, and that didn't work out. Yeah. Whatever. Kadri, man. That's so wicked. I saw there was a great tweet of uh, uh, Kadri to all his critics from the past few years, and it's Mr. Bean in a car going, flipping everyone off. <laughs> well, he's been he's been outstanding. And from what we've heard, too, from the dressing room, and obviously there were, I don't know how deep the personality issues would have been, you know, when he got suspended by the team, um, or what would have happened. I don't know what happened. I'm assuming it was a sleep-in. Um it seems like that has all turned around. And, you know, I think Nazem Kadri knows. And I, 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 you've had great bosses, right? Yeah. Great bosses that yeah. have inspired you. Yeah. And you've had bosses that have been brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I've had brutal bosses and I've had bosses. I have a boss now that is inspiring. Like I, in, in radio, love, love this guy. And I got to tell you, it makes a difference Every single day. And Nazem Kadri probably has to look at Mike Pabcock and go, okay, okay, yeah, I could go sign for bigger money somewhere else, or I can play for this guy and be and make a little bit less, but a longer term. They probably got him on that sixth year to to bring that that money down. Mm-hmm. So I'm still making the money over a longer period, and I get to play for this guy. And the Leafs signed him, by the way. So the great thing about the six-year contracts for Kadri and Riley if I'm not mistaken, the Leafs bought within those six years four UFA years. Yeah, for Kadri, such a great contract, man. Such a great contract. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's a, it's He's awesome. What, 31 at the end of it. Yeah, come on, come on. That's a beautiful deal. It's a beautiful, beautiful. It's great, deal. and it, it sort of keeps him motivated because at 31, he's still going to want to go out and make big money, and he, he'll mm-hmm. deserve it if he deserves it. Yeah, I mean, the Leafs will be uh, going for the third cup by then. I hope so. Yeah, and I, will four, Babcock maybe. be up by then? Maybe four. Yeah, conservatively, will yeah. Babcock's contract be up by then? Because no. he's got an eight. He'll year still year. have like a year left or yeah. two. Wow, no, amazing. Well, he. Oh man, I'm trying to remember when he said it. I think it was at the World Cup. He said something like, "Well, you know, things are going to go better in Toronto." And, uh, you know, I got an eight-year deal here, and then things are going to be going so good that I sign for another two, and then I'm here for ten, and then maybe then I'll retire. <laughs> Something like that. Well, it, oh, my, my favorite thing was when Canada him. won, he was like, this is the way things are going to go in Toronto. This is the way things are going to go here in Toronto. What a ballsy move. They had just finished last. Truculent, you might say. Truculent. Pugnastic. I, Pugnastic. But, like, 
I, okay, you got to give Kadri some credit. He developed himself into a fine young man. Mm-hmm. But these Leafs don't look the same as they did a couple of years ago. Mm-mm. And Kadri doesn't either. Bozak doesn't. We, You know, we spent a lot of Kadri's early 20s as Leaf fans going, what is he? Because I remember he was marketed as this guy who... Was supposed to be a John Tavares. Supposed to be a goal yeah. scorer. Which, no. And he has scored a lot of goals, but it's... it's For me, with, with Kadri, we didn't know because the team didn't seem to... He, they didn't give excuse me, him parameters. They didn't give him goals. And the main thing that I think a great... Be better. Play, yeah. <laughs> uh, play defense. Be what good the pro. hell does that mean? I, I think that's the problem with the, the Leafs from before. Babcock... Each and every player, when they go out, they know what their job is. Mm-hmm. And he just says, do your job, and we'll be fine. I read something about Sashnikov, and like he wants to be like shooting more and dangling more and all that, but he knows his role. He's on the fourth line. Yeah. So we were criticizing him for not having any points. Well, how is he supposed to get points? He's on the fourth line. That's his role right now. It might not be his role forever, but it's his role right now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I love about Babs. Is you, you, you go out to the ice prepared. You have a goal. This is my job. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And these are the only things that I have to worry about because that's my job. And it is pretty ruthless, though. Because for every cadre, there's a Peter Holland. And yeah, but a also for, for every cadre, there's 10 Peter Holland skill levels. Well, and this is the thing. Like, I'm this sorry, but Peter, yeah, Peter Holland might have scored coming back from Arizona, but it's not with Arizona, but he's, it's not like he lit things up I don't think in he's Arizona. Done a, he's done a whole heck of a lot. He had a good opening couple games. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. He hasn't mm-hmm. been there very long. Can we talk about Frank Corrado? Oh, okay. What's there to talk so about? So we haven't talked about him since he played. Yeah. I felt bad, man. Uh, you get so few shots, you can't miss. And he missed. I think he missed. He missed. I don't think, you know, and maybe this is something we we as, as fans didn't consider. Because we mistrust management so much because of where we've been through, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, Randy Carlisle making questionable decisions, Dave Nonis making questionable decisions, even Brian Burke making questionable decisions, and Ron, uh, John Ferguson Jr. and Ron Wilson, it's been ye- years and years and years of questionable decisions. <laughs> uh, maybe Frank Corrado's just not good enough. I, so here's what I said, because we talked about where his fitness is at, and we're not sure. Um, he took penalties making brain dead decisions. How is his hockey sense supposed to be crisp? I don't think it. Mm-hmm. I can't. How could I can't it imagine it would be? be? Well, the other conditioning stint. Yeah, I don't think that's seven enough. games in the minors is how he's supposed to be crisp. Come on now, come on now. And Nikita Zaitsev took two penalties in the first period a couple games ago. The only difference is it didn't cost his team. I guess. Poor Corrado. Poor Corrado. You know, he's, Corrado he's played two, two games in five minutes. I know. He took two penalties in five minutes, and in his one previous game, he took a penalty against the Penguins that led to a goal. Poor guy, man. He might get another shot if Marinson's not good to go against Detroit or Philly. I hope. Who do the have first? Detroit? Yeah. And don't confuse this for... I don't know. Don't confuse this for, I don't want Corrado to succeed. That's not the case. But I also have to say, we're assuming this guy's good enough. I am. Because I saw him play. He was fine. It wasn't that bad. Can I tell you? No, no, no. I mean last season. Oh, last season. He didn't look good to me this season. How could he possibly? They've assassinated this asset. They ha- Like, Corrado is going to have to hope that he somehow escapes the Leafs and is able to rebuild his career. Because what's he to do? What's he to do? But maybe he was never good enough to make, make this team. We'll never know. 
Yeah. Right. We will never know. In fact, but but from what we do know, he's not. Like, yeah, but who? now it's whose fault is that? I think it's a little bit of shared fault. Sure. This guy wanted to be a Leaf. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll never know. It's Detroit, by the way. It is Detroit? Okay. Uh, that's the start of a seven-game road trip. Woo! Yeah, but at least it's broken up. Yeah. By, by the, the All-Star, All-Star break. break so. They'll go Philly on Thursday, then Tuesday in Dallas. Shucks. And that's when you make up some of those games against Boston? Mm-hmm. But then all you're just back on the to road. Back. These have been a good road team, yeah. though. Into it. I hope, boy, I hope they get Riley back. I think they will. Day to day. Anyway, I just, I, I, with Frankie, and it's again, it's not a thing on him. And may, maybe he just, maybe he just wasn't, maybe he's just not, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have it. Maybe. And now, like, it's at the point where, like, he's eighth. We know he's eighth. Mm-hmm. And the only way we're going to see him again, like, I'm not, even cheering Is to see him again down. because yeah someone and, has to be and hurt Polak and Hunwick are down <laughs> someone has to be hurt and uh, I'm not into that and Hunwick and Polak have grown on me a little bit because they can kill lie. penalties hey man Leafs have a good penalty kill and they kill penalties what do you want exactly alright let's deserve, do the they press des- conference they deserve credit for that the presser SDP the Steve Dangle press conference oh oh my questions are never good, by the way. <laughs> are you going I'm to apologize? I've been conditioned to just take shit. What? Wow. Are you going to apologize to the Atlanta Falcons? Last podcast, you said they had no chance against Green Bay. Because Green Bay was playing out of their mind. I did say that. Um, are you going to apologize? Do I have to apologize for having an opinion on that? Here, follow-up question from Steve D. Are Atlanta Falcons fans going to thank Adam Wilde <laughs> for the Wild jinx, which applies to football? Do I have to apologize for that, or do I just say I'm wrong? Because I don't have a problem saying I'm wrong. I don't know what I have to apologize for. I didn't say the Atlanta Atlanta Falcons are bad people. I just thought that Green Bay was better and were playing out of their mind. That's the thing. See, I don't have to apologize for my opinion. I could just say I'm wrong, right? I was wrong. Sure. So the answer so no, is no. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. I believed one thing, and it turned out not to be the case. For the Super Bowl... And I was uh, right about the Patriots and Steelers, even though I'm a Steeler fan. Yeah. Right? For the Super Bowl, I am going to ch- do what any non-football fan should do, and that's stuff, stuff myself stupid. Oh, okay. And no, I'm not going to bet. I'm going to cheer for the Falcons because they're not the Patriots. Yeah, I might cheer for the Falcons, And too. at the end of the day, I don't actually care. <laughs> uh, I want free reign to have as much chicken wings as I can eat. Trivia. How many games do the Leafs play in the 28th day month of February? Oh. Oh, dear. What? Is the number... Okay, how many games do the Leafs play in February, which is only 28 days? So I'm hoping the number is less than 14? 15. Oh, yeah. Okay, so 13. 14. They 14. play every Man. other day in February. Damn. Steve. This, gonna from, be, this is going to be a grind because they have a lot of games to make up. Name, but they're young. They're going to start falling. I, I think I think they uh, might need that depth. <laughs> what? I think the Leafs are going to start playing awful. My name is Steve Dangle. <laughs> no, I'm getting injured. 
is what I was saying. Oh, I think it's falling in the standings. Oh, Jesse and I were talking last saying? night about how upset you were about the Freddie Anderson contract last summer. And it. <laughs> you guys keep like, bringing that up. That's why it makes me laugh, though, because you're was so. Was I that upset, though? I think you were yeah, overstating no, it. You were pretty you upset. Were pretty upset. And even if it wasn't on this show, this. in private, you were. And I and it's not because. I, it's I just not, forgot. The listen, man, it's not because you were wrong in that particular instance. It was because you were so passionate about it. I. Because I, I. You were so scared. Man. And, and, and it's like, sometimes with you, you're like, it's like, <laughs> wow, man. This is the moment when bad stuff starts to happen. You are lit. It's like yeah. welcome to worst case scenario, starring Steve Dangle. Dude, when when it was rumored, remember there were a few hours where it was like the Leafs are in hot pursuit of Chris Russell. I couldn't leave my house. Like I, I was so frightened that they might offer this guy. And and some people would be like, oh, he hasn't been that bad for the Oilers. The rumor was he was going to make over five million dollars. Boy, did his agent misread that market. Ah! Whatever, he still got a good deal out of it, but. I did not want that. So bad. So bad. That rumor was so bad that they signed Polak and Martin, and I was like, cool. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it just needs to be laughed. So do you think the Leafs will grind this through, though? You might see some injuries. Do you think they'll come out? If they come out of I the— so. Do you think they'll come out 500 or, or, or above or below? Above. Above. Now, what do we count as 500? Because if you look at the Leafs' record, they are actually below 500. They've lost more games than they've won. Oh, but nine of those losses are were in shootouts. overtime or shootout. So what? About, okay, let's let, let's I look at it like six this. Shootout losses. What if it's um, six or seven? How many points are they going to come away with? Out of how many? Oh, like at the end of the season? There's 28 potential points up for grabs at in February. Oh, you mean in February? Oh, how many points do they get? <sighs> 15. Hmm. That's pretty low. It's above 500, though. Hmm. I'm going to say 20. I hope you're right. I think it's because they're young. I think I don't think the injuries are going to bite them the same way. I hope not. I hope not, too. Man, again... This like, is the line of the sand. This is where they die. Can you forgive me <laughs> for being gun-shy with the Leafs? <laughs> It's just great. Like it's so funny because it's. I've just been smacked so many times, but and Steve, you're like, "Why are you afraid of getting smacked?" Yeah. <laughs> I've been smacked too so many times. But the, all the evidence to the contrary exists, and yet here you are going, "Well, the sky's falling, kids. This you it's are, over now." You're asking me to trust that Lucy is not going to pull the football away, and all I've done is seen her pull it away time and time again. <laughs> That's true. I am. Yeah, you're right. Dun, 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 not that I don't love dun, dun, dun. you. I think Steve's answer is a lot more reasonable. Yeah, it's probably going to be closer to fifteen than closer twenty. To 15. Yeah. You know, you know who we got to give some credit though. Ten wins. You, you know who we we'll got to give some credit with regards to Freddie Anderson. Certainly not me. Nick Kiprios and I pointed at Jesse because that's where Kiprios was sitting. <laughs> Kiprios said the Leafs will go as far as Freddie Anderson can take them, and I don't know if he counted on the rookies being this good, but mm-hmm. absolutely right. He's right. You know what? Matthews goes down. Leafs are in a lot of trouble. Marner goes down. Leafs are in a lot of trouble. Freddie goes down. It's pack it over. In. You're pack right. It it's over. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Two questions. Do you eat craft dinner with a fork or a spoon? Fork. Fork. Oh, hmm. interesting. I often recommend spoon for things of that nature, but craft dinner is fork. Any particular reason, do you think? Because I can't think of one. No. 
<laughs> All right. You got to stab the noodles. But you could also just scoop. They're so tiny. You, you could. Scoop them. I don't know, but I don't Can know. I? I'm thinking about the feeling of a spoon, and it's just my body's like, that's not right. Ugh. No, you're supposed to have a fork. Mm. I, you know why I do the fork? Because when you put a spoon in your mouth, it blocks your, your taste buds from the actual food, right? You think so? Yeah. So no, this, the think, fork, the fork allows you to taste. I think when you put the food in your taste. mouth, you taste it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that. But you taste more metal than you do craft dinner with a spoon. That's kind of what I'm thinking I don't know how you stick foods, <laughs> spoons in your mouth. I, I, like a normal person. Do you put Maybe whole, a little bit further back. Yeah, Adam goes like this. <laughs> and, and like he, but like there's no food on the spoon yet. He's like, uh, just he licks. just licks it and he's like, this tastes awful. That's how I get my iron. You should drop the food in your mouth with the spoon. <laughs> and then eat it like that. Sounds messy. So then you, you should talk to yourself. Not into it. Here's the airplane. <laughs> and just drop it in. Listen, that's why I use a fork. You ask me why. That's why I do it. <laughs> I think all Canadians have their own recipe for craft dinner. I think they do too. Do you have one? Uh, well, first off, white cheddar is the only option. Okay. Mm. Now, do you buy the white cheddar or do you put the white cheddar in? Well, the, you buy the white cheddar and you could put more white cheddar on. Or if you want to mix it up, put a little sharp cheddar, like sharp orange cheddar on top of the white cheddar. The, Whoa. On top of the one that comes in the Yeah, the but I want one. the powdered white cheddar. Yeah. I want that. And actually, I'm a big PC fan when it comes to that. Um uh, not oh, okay. KD. It the would... the knockoff KD. Yeah. The, well, it's 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 better. It's macaroni and cheese, is what it is. Yeah. It's not KD. It's like Kleenex. No, it's um, tissue. Velveeta. I've never had Velveeta. Oh either. my god! It's like the high class version of Kraft Dinner. It's is it like a high class version yeah. of Kraft Dinner? Yeah. Oh, I've never had it. It's, it's incredible. Is it really? Uh, yeah. It's really Noodles good. or spirals. Uh, either. I'm good with it. Yeah. I like spirals because they carry more cheese. See, a lot of people are very passionate about this. Spirals, yes, for that reason. Yeah. Do you do hot dogs? No. I used to. No. Love hot dogs. No, in your craft dinner, no. Why? I, I don't know. Something about it I don't like. Do you do... Bacon bits are okay. Do you, okay, bacon bits are good? Bacon so it's basically fine. carbonara. Kind of. Uh, yeah. uh, you need like some egg in there, though. Green but, onion. Green Pro, onion? Pro tip. Yeah. Pro tip. All right. Green onion. Ketchup? No ketchup. Ketchup. It depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sometimes, barbecue sauce sometimes. No. Hot sauce sometimes. Yeah, what did you say? Hot sauce? Sr- sriracha? I don't eat hot sauce, so no. What? Yeah. Interesting. What? Interesting. I love hot sauce. I could definitely go for some KD right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I could, I could hit Pinnacle that. Pinnacle pizza. It's what's on the inside. That's, uh... <laughs> Yo, KD pizza? Oh. It's a thing. It's been done. Pasta oh. pizza? Yeah. But has it done. been done with Panago? No. Needs to. That's our pizza, gentlemen. We need to Panago get some right now. <laughs> what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yo, well, we've been talking about what would be the Steve Dangle podcast pizza. I think that's it. Craft dinner. Yeah, a little craft dinner. At least on it somewhere. Maybe the pizza can be several, like several slices of different things. Instead yeah. of tomato sauce, it's maple syrup. No, 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 no. Tomato sauce. My neighbor used to get barbecue sauce underneath instead of tomato sauce. It tasted different. I used to always make me sick. Yeah, that's not pizza, though. Also, that much barbecue sauce, that's a lot of sugar, Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it made me feel sick. Sauce. It made me feel sick. Like, I don't want to eat spoonfuls of barbecue sauce. I would literally run laps around the block and then, like, barf and fall asleep. Like Sounds, a drunk person at eight years old. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bleh. That's a bad. No. Final question. No, go, go Steve. No, I was just going to say, I want to know everyone else's recipes oh, for Let's Katie. see it. Let's let's put that up on our Reddit page. I would love to know. I want it. If you could have a conversation with 2007 you, how would the conversation go? <laughs> Just for Steve? Both of you. Oh, God. Where were we in 2007? Did you start the videos? Yeah. 
In October 2007. Hmm. Um, so I had just, in October hmm. 2007, if that's the starting point, I had just, I believe, got on the Aaron Barry. I was 19. So that would make sense. Wow. Yeah. It's December 31st. 2007. What do you say to little old Stephen Adam? What do you say to Steve, Steve? Stick with the videos. Stick with your girlfriend. <laughs> because I, but well, you did that. I, more importantly, yeah, yeah I it's know. It's not advice. I you know. Did it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. what I would have done. <laughs> do what I Exactly did. how I live. Good job. <laughs> just good it's job. just me high-fiving my younger and self. And then leave. Here, you're the best. You're the best, and guess what? You're going to be better. Oh, my God. Oh, what a self-congratulation fest. That wow. Would, that, would be, that would literally be congratulating myself. Um, this is an opportunity to improve yourself, Steve, not just give yourself a high five. I would say stop dicking around with this. Like, if you're going to do the videos, do them seriously. Because I like where I am. I'm happy with where I am, but, like... Boy, like this is my tenth season, and it took a good five seasons to not suck. I think personally, like I, I just you're always going to be your harshest critic, though. I am always going to be my harshest People critic, but I was you. just talking shit like at the camera, which now I like at least think a little bit about what I'm going to say. <laughs> I think about story structure. I don't interrupt myself. To be like, uh, you know what, you know what, probably be more interesting. Like, no, <laughs> fucking go into it with a plan of what you're gonna say, you idiot. Stop looking at the screen. You're talking to the camera, jackass. Get a better software. Make an investment in yourself. Stop buying, stop buying hockey cards <laughs> so you can afford a camera. Oh, I'm broke. Yeah, because you keep buying hockey cards, you stupid fuck. <laughs> Stop buying $60 boxes of hockey cards. Yeah, well, I got an Ovechkin rookie in one of them. Yeah, in one of them! You broke prick. <laughs> this is good See, advice. there we go. There, there, we, there we go. go. It, there came we out. Go. it came out. We had to push him. All right. Adam? I free drink more. <laughs> You're spending too much at the bar. Yes. <laughs> See, I didn't have a choice in pre-drinking in Halifax because I was so poor. I've eaten ketchup sandwiches. Speaking of Brian McGrath and sending people home and eating ketchup, I've eaten ketchup sandwiches because that's all I had was bread and ketchup. Have you ever gotten breakfast and only eaten toast? Yes. Like you've gone out to breakfast? Yeah. I, I did that once. I used to go to a farm to get a box of chicken breasts so I could have protein, and they flash froze them. And it was in in mean? Nova Scotia. It it basically means they freeze them instantly. So when you thaw thaw them, they're not as bad. So it was organic chicken, which was great because it was directly from the farm. Um, Farm to table. But it also, and then I would have frozen vegetables. That is all I had. That was it. And I had $100 to party. I I budgeted $100 to party every week, which is a lot when I think about it. And I would always like reward myself if I didn't spend it. So what I would do was literally drink... um, at pre-drink, I'd spend like 10, 15 bucks on pre-drinking. Then it's 10 bucks to get into a bar or something like that, or five bucks or whatever. And then you nurse a beer or two all night. I, I mooched. You mooched. I, I mooched a lot. And I feel bad. Okay, so our friends, Derek and Andy, take advantage of this because <laughs> I used to mooch off them hard. So now whenever we go to the bar, like I feel obligated to pay. Like we got shareable poutine and shareable, I think it was calamari the other day. We all ate it. I paid for both. Because you owe them. You they owe them they for like both four have four years. They're both gainfully employed, but I'm like, well, and it's and they regularly will be like, 
Yeah, remember that time you... <laughs> remember that time? And it I'm sounds like, like them. Man, I had a few of your James Reddies. Like, can we calm down? Yeah, really. Can we calm down? Oh, you James didn't spend Reddy. a fortune on the... I drank James Gross. Reddy for a good year Yeah, and okay. A half. So have you ever had James Reddy, Jesse? No. James Reddy is literally toilet water. And... Mm. But... It used to be a buck of beer, and it was 5.5. And my friends used to drink it, and I would go back. I would go back home after working in Barrie, working in Halifax, and go, what the hell is wrong with you guys? And they'd be like, like, it's it's the the best. I would go back home. Well, I left. Sorry, I know, I know. So it it, it was, it was, you, until you've left and come back, you don't know what it's like to go back home, right? And that's, that's why I say it that way. But for me, what I would say to my younger self, if someone treats you poorly. Oh, if someone treats you poorly and you can't figure out why, chances are it's not your fault. I, I you, like the Bill Burr advice. Never be afraid to fire a friend. Yeah. And I meant I, I meant this with, with ex-girlfriends. Um, the things that I used to let people that I dated get away with and then I would take the blame for is unbelievable to me now. But I, I'm glad I went through that. But, like, I remember the, the key is to never get too up or too down on yourself, right, in life. Just never never get too high on yourself and never get too low because it's neither is true. And I remember just being, like, earth-shattered about something that someone had said um, years and years ago. Like, a girlfriend would say that something or they would treat me like crap. And it took me a while to go, no, that's unacceptable. How come I've been putting up with this for several years? Or a year and a half or eight months or whatever it was. And you kind of go, oh, I don't have to do that? What did I tell you when you met Caprice? What did, uh, I, what did I say was one of the most important things in a relationship? I'm not going to lie. I had decent relationship advice for Steve a guy did. who had not been in many. Uh, set, Two, set, to be a, exact. set a precedent. As in, teach them how do you want to be treated. Precedence? Well, teach people how you want to be treated. I think it's fair. I think... And she did the same with me. Well, it's and it's a mutual thing. It's You get into a relationship. And you're in the honeymoon phase, and oh, you love each other. And all you want to do is be nice. And you never want to have any conflict or anything. So you let them get away with stuff. They let you get away with stuff. No, no, no. Have a couple more arguments. Not big blow-up, end-of-the-world relationship. Arguments are, are supposed to be just very calm, difficult conversations. Yes. If they do something that bugs you, let them know. Because here's what happens then. Mm-hmm. They do that thing that bugs you. And then they keep doing it and keep doing it, not knowing that it bugs you. And then six months later, you go, and you look like a psychopath because they've been doing this thing for six months and you blow up out of nowhere. Yeah. Why, would, why would you do that? No, right away. Hey, I don't like that you do this. And it's, believe me, and here's it's what, never over something big, which makes you look like even more of a psycho. Here's, here's why it's like, just be like, you know, listen. I don't like that. Here's why. Yeah, here's why. And <laughs> not here's why. Here's why. Yeah. And then, they, believe me, if the person really likes you, They'll stop. Yeah. And they, because nobody who, and if they don't like you, then they won't stop. Break up with them. And no matter how big or small it is, the next time they do it, because, you know, they'll do it again. Uh, For sure. Takes a while to break a habit. At least you get to go, yeah, but I told you I don't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't have to have these. And we're not blow ups. Steve's a good relationship advice guy. Very good at it. Get stuff out of the way. Put it on the open. It's like lying on a date. It's like playing yourself up on a date, which is hard to avoid. You're lying to your potential partner. Right? I had that. And they're I, lying to you. I had somebody lie to me about every single member of their family. It was unbelievable. What do you mean? Yeah, weird. About about what their parents did, uh, what their siblings did. Like about their did, jobs? About yeah. 
It was Why? bad. I don't. Uh, well, that's weird. I think I feel. I think the answer is when this happens because uh, I've been through just about pretty pretty much everything. If I've ever been cheated on, I don't know about it, and that's okay. Uh, I prefer not to know mm. at this point. Uh, I'm sure it's happened, but I don't know. Um, but I've been just about everything else, and I can tell you. It is a weird feeling when you find out what because it sometimes a lie isn't a lie. It's a stretch of the truth. A drum, a ginormous. It's an exaggeration. It's an alternate yeah. alternate fact. Alter. Ah, okay. <laughs> to quote Kellyanne Conway, it's an alternate yeah. fact. And this a- another ex girlfriend of Adam, by the way. Yeah, Man, really. he went through a stretch. This yeah. person um, was was just highly, highly, highly insecure. And before I realized it, I was deep into the relationship. So you just don't bring it up. But it always bugged me that this person had lied about their family. And eventually the relationship ended. Mm. But they had li- she lied about it. And, and I, I, like, I, so, so what else are they lying about? I never did. And that, no? that goes back to my original thing, which was, yeah. that goes back to my original thing, which is, you know, if someone makes you feel bad about you out of the blue for no reason, yeah. and, it's, and it's your partner, the person who can hurt you the most, don't accept it. If you didn't do anything wrong. And I did that. I was so good at accepting blame for things I never did. And so good for letting people off the hook for things they did that I didn't like. So if I could talk to my 17-year-old or 2007 self, 19-year-old self, I would say do that and stick with what you're doing. You're working very hard. The career stuff, it will. you just continue to work as hard as you possibly can. The career stuff will happen. And also, I... I, I, I say be kindly ruthless. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I say d- don't be afraid to fire a friend, that doesn't mean you need to punch him in the face and call him a dick and I'm never speaking to you again. No. You just back away. If, That's all. You back away. But in some cases, evaluate whether or not it's good to forgive because it feels yeah. really good to do that. I, for example, I'll tell you a story. This, uh, this girl, she was a, a friend of my wife's. Supposedly one day she was just having a really bad day and I came up. They were just talking about me and uh, she was having a bad day and she was not at a great point in her life. And uh, they were talking about my job, whatever I was doing at the time. I was probably working like, you know, I was probably in that like 2012 phase where I was doing like six things at once. Yeah. Yeah. And she basically goes, yeah, well, how long is that little fairy tale going to last? And so I found out about this and she kind of fell out with my wife and like we, stop being friends for a while but then after a while like we realized okay she was just going through a shitty time at the time and she's not actually a bad person and she started to come back into her life come back in come back in like right around her wedding but she wasn't on our list she wasn't on the list for the wedding and then and and we did feel bad about that because had that little falling out not happened she, she was right in there and she would have been unquestionably at the wedding two days before the wedding a spot opens up one spot. So I call her up and I go, I, I can't give you a plus one, but it would mean a lot to us if you came. Oh, she starts crying on the phone and she's, yeah, yeah, I'll come. And she came and now we're friends with her again. Mm-hmm. So that felt good. Yeah. Allow room to I think, I think the key here is that, um, when people show you who they truly are, believe them. Yeah. Also, be weary of someone who's really good at asking for forgiveness because it's hard to get good at something without practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh-huh. so evil. <laughs> wow. Why is that evil? Oh, damn. That's On a good part? one. Just the, wow. entire, the entire idea behind it is so evil. 
I wow. I mean, man. Damn. You know what, Jesse? I'm much older than you, and I've experienced. Uh, no, you know what I mean, though, right? Yo, yeah, yeah. Just thinking about a person who would do that is it's very easy. damn. I've dude. met these people. Yeah, I met just a lot of people who are too. They're a little too good at adapting. Trust if someone your makes you uncomfortable, and you can't explain why. Just remember that you don't have to explain why. They just make you uncomfortable. Stay away. Again, you don't got to punch yes. him in the dick. Trust you don't your gotta, You don't got to run away. You don't got to do a big diatribe about him. You just fade away. Yeah. Fade away. It's okay not to text people back. It's, it's okay. okay. Yeah, and they'll call you a dick, and that's fine. Call, let them call you a dick. Mm-hmm. If you're not it a dick, hurt it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who <laughs> cares? Oh, my God. So much wisdom. And if they tell your so friends and your friends believe in wisdom. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so much. How does it start? This I asked you to talk to your 2007 self. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, well we're wisdoming ourselves then. Oh. Dropping some wisdom moms. Um, shout out Milos Raonic before we go. He's going to play Rafael Nadal and he's the number one. He's the highest seed left in the Australian Open. He has a chance to become to the first. Rafa. He has a chance to become the first uh, singles Canadian player ever to win a major champion. God, I hope he wins. We've had so many close calls. Yeah. So many close calls. Come Do you on. think Jeannie Bouchard is ever going to be the Jeannie Bouchard we saw flashes of? Probably not, no. Why not? She's on an upswing, isn't she? She is, yeah. She's coming back, but I don't know. I don't know if she's ever going to reach that level. Okay. Well, there you go. Never know. She's still, like, I think she'd be the youngest person in this room, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's 22. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, Yeah, she's got got lots of room to grow. Come on. Who knows? Yeah, she'll be okay. Yeah, she'll count her out. Great time this episode. We'll see you again Thursday. Love you, Bill. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.